Uh, this is Henry Hill from the movie Goodfellas, and I'm on the show without your head. of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neil. And that would make me terrible, Troy. Mm-hmm. And joining us here right off the bat, we have actor and crooner Patrick Barnett on the line. How you doing? I'm very well tonight, fellas. Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. And great to be on the uh, on the line with Neil and Troy out there in Massachusetts. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're quite welcome. We appreciate coming on. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, a lot of stuff going on, but uh, Coffin 2 is out now on uh, iTunes, Amazon. I think it's on video on demand on YouTube. I think it's in Redbox. Uh, can you give exactly. people an idea of what the movie's about? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, we did, uh, you know, Coffin 1 uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, Coffin, the original Coffin is, you know, a psychological thriller, sort of a horror slash psychological thriller. Um, sort of a, a race against the clock. Uh, my wife in the movie gets kidnapped. Um, uh, not to give too much away, but she gets kidnapped. Uh, she goes to an acting class and she has an affair with someone in acting class and she gets kidnapped. And I have uh, 48 hours. I think it's 48 hours to, uh, to find her and save her life. So I, I get terrorized by a madman in the first one. And the second one, um, there's a bit of a time lapse, a bit of a time jump. Um, beginning of the film, I am in jail. I'm in prison because I terrorized uh, a few people, and uh, for something, uh, for something that I did, and uh, paying, you know, my uh, paying the price for it. And I'm in jail for a while, and um, 
you know, the second one, we introduced a lot of new characters. Uh, the first one, we had uh, Kevin Sorbo, the great Kevin mm-hmm. Sorbo, Hercules. And um, we also had Bruce Davison, uh, the great Bruce Davison. He was, uh, you know, a X-Men. He's been, he's been in everything. He's one of those guys, mm-hmm. one of those character actors you see. And he's been in so many TV shows and movies. Um, wonderful guy. Um, so he, they were in the first. They, they were not back for the second. But in the second one, we've... Uh, We've added some amazing cast members, uh, you know, the great Robert Mukes, um, House of Thousand Corpses, Robert Mukes, a wonderful actor. He's got a big horror following. Um, and also added uh, Scott Hamm, a wonderful actor. Scott Hamm is also a co-producer on the film. So in the second one, um, a couple of new characters in the second one, uh, but it's, it, there's, a, there's a number of great twists, and I spend most of the film in uh in jail but there, there's some twists that I, I don't really want to give too much away but but there's some nice uh some nice twists and turns in the second one and uh and people seem to be enjoying it um you know you um you mentioned i'm very impressed you you, you know on all the platforms that it's on thanks for uh, mentioning that yeah so we're on uh on uh, redbox we're on redbox now we've been on redbox for about four out four months now we just had a um um a debut earlier in January uh, on uh, on iTunes and also Google Play. Uh, we just found out the other day that I think we uh, we have distribution in uh, China to start. So it's all kind of all the distribution is starting, uh, internationally speaking. But there's uh, a third one in the works right now. Uh, the great, the great uh, Kip Tribble, uh, who's our leader, who's the uh, creator of the Coffin series, the writer, um, Kip is... Uh, you know, I've known Kip for years. We've done a bunch of movies together. But Kip, uh, Kip wrote, um, wrote, starred, and directed in in both Coffin films. So right now he's penning a third, um, and we're going to have many of the core members back. We'll have the great, you know, Johnny Alonzo, uh, who plays Trick in in, um, in in all the installments. Uh, Johnny and uh, the great Derek Wingo, who was also a co-director of the first one. He also starred and co-directed in the first one. But we're going to have a, a great sort of a, a kind of a core group of folks back for the third, uh, Scott Ham mm-hmm. and uh, a number of folks to kind of keep the through line going. But it's going to be a whole new, a whole new, uh, you know, a whole new deal with the third one. Uh, you know, kind of weaving the old characters back, and uh, we're going to we're going to have a really great story. The stuff I've heard thus far is really exciting, so I'm really mm-hmm. excited for the third one. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really great working with these guys. You know, we did, uh, we shot coffin two in about 10 days, similar to the first one. We shot the first one in about 10 days oh, and we shot it all. Yeah. It's, it was, it was, uh, it was seriously, uh, you know, uh, you know, guerrilla filmmaking as they say, you know, uh, and, uh, we, we shot all over Los Angeles, um, in Rancho Cucamonga and, uh, in a couple of other uh, cities in LA, but, uh, to kind of give it that grit, but uh, yeah, we had a wonderful, wonderful team. Uh, you know, creative team. Uh, you know, Spencer Johnson, the executive producer, and um, it's Sunny, the great Sunny Dent. She plays my wife. She she returned for the second one. We had Laura James, the, the wonderful Laura James, who uh, who is John James's daughter, John James of Dynasty fame. No, and, nice. uh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. John, yeah, John James. Um, you know, it's interesting. We, we did a film a couple of years ago. There's another film that I worked on uh, with Kip and Johnny and Derek and the whole gang. 
a really great great um, a film I'm really excited about um, called Chronology uh, that we're uh, we're we're hoping for a you know a pretty uh, a release to happen soon. Uh, but in any event, uh, that that's a really cool film that is a supernatural thriller. Uh, kind of you know it's a whole number of elements in this film, but, uh, you know, it, it examines, uh, everything from, you know, reincarnation to, uh, time travel. It's a really, really cool film. The script's amazing. Kip wrote that. And, um, you know, Johnny's in it, Johnny Alonzo and, uh, Scott Ham, Kip, Derek. And, uh, we had, we had an amazing cast. We had Danny Trejo, the great Danny Trejo. In that. Oh, sweet. Uh, yeah, yeah Danny Trejo. I got to, I got to work, you know, I got to work with Trejo and, you know, do five, you had five scenes with him and play his uh, sidekick and we play a couple of bad dudes. And then, um, and we have Billy Baldwin, we have Billy Baldwin, uh, Baldwin, oh, uh, Danny, it was great working with Billy. He's, he's a very great, cool guy. Wow. And, um, and then we had, we had, uh, John James and, uh, you know, Monica Tilling and, uh, you know, Lisa, uh, Elise Nixon. Um, you know, we just had so many really great cast. So, See a couple things happening, and uh, you know we've got a relationship. You know, like I said earlier, you know I've worked with Kip and Derek and uh, and Johnny and uh, and Johnny Alonzo and, and everybody for such a long time. We've really got a we we kind of have a shorthand. We've worked we've been working together for so long that we kind of we can kind of finish one another's thoughts. You know, it's kind of a nice family we've got going on. So, mm-hmm. so you said uh, you were you know friends with uh, Kip for a long time. Uh, how did that come about? Where where did you guys meet? Uh, you know, Kip, it's interesting. You know, I met, uh, I met Kip through Derek, you know, Derek Wingo, uh, who is, uh, one of the stars in both coffin films. And he also co-directed chronology. I actually know Derek through star Trek. I oh, met, nice. I met Derek on star Trek. I worked on first contact. I was in first contact and, mm-hmm. and Derek was one of the, um, Derek was one of the effects artists, you know, way back when on uh, first contact and uh derek and i uh we became great friends and he's one, one of my one of my best buddies uh you know and we've known each other a long time and and i actually met kip through derek so you know i kip and derek i guess i, I i'm trying to remember if i try to get my my uh chronology you know together <laughs> but in any event um i believe that uh they met um in some sort of an improv class and uh and I met Kip and they were right. They've been writing a lot of projects together and working on things for a long time. And, uh, I met Kip and, um, Kip produced a film that Derek actually, and this is kind of some new news. Uh, you know, I did a film with Derek, Derek, uh, wrote and directed a film that we shot a long, long time ago. Um, almost 20 years ago, um, in Oregon called the waiters, which is uh, a romantic comedy about waiters, about actors who are also waiters and waiting on their break, mm-hmm. their big break. And so I, um, I, you know, Derek offered me a part in that. So we worked on the, we shot the waiters, which was great fun up in uh, Portland, went up to the Northwest for a week. I had, a, I had a hell of a time. It was a great, great, great time. And, um, we shot that and, uh, we took that to, you know, went to a whole number of festivals. So Kip was one of the producers on that, uh, of the waiters. And, uh, we just got released on, um, on Amazon Prime two weeks ago. So you guys can check out The Waiters uh, on Amazon Prime. It's a really fun film. Um, uh, and actually, I'm also a singer. You mentioned that at the beginning of the, uh, at the, beginning of the yeah, show. Yeah. I, and, one, and one of the songs that I uh, recorded 
I actually uh, my first album, which I recorded way back way back then. Um, one of the songs uh, which which my producer wrote, Howard Smith, who's a brilliant songwriter, great friend of mine, and a, and a really a genius songwriter, wrote this song called "When the Time Is Right," which uh, which actually for anyone who's curious and likes jazz and sort of likes, you know, swing and kind of jazzy Frank Sinatra kind of stuff, um, is available on iTunes, uh, when the time is right. And, uh, it's a, it's a marvelous song that Howard Smith wrote years ago. And when Derek heard it, he put it in the movie. So I'm, I'm, I act in the film. I play the bartender and, uh, in the film, and I'm, I also have, uh, some, some tunes in there. That I'm singing, uh, I'm singing some of the songs for the soundtrack. So, so that was a real treat, you know, uh, to to work with. You know, it's always when you work with your friends, it's it doesn't really feel like work. You know, you you uh, you know, it's uh, it's 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 amazing to have the opportunity to act, and and you know, when you when you do get the you know you do get the the chance to do it, it's it's uh, it's exciting. But it's, it's when you're working with your friends, I mean, it's uh, there's really nothing like it. It's uh, it's really not work. I mean, it's, it's fun. And, uh, you know, you might have long days, but so we shot that up in Oregon. Uh, we did nights. And, uh, so it's, uh, you know, it's, a, like I said, it's a nice, I have a great history with these guys. It continues with coffin three, which is coming up and Kip's Kip's got a whole, a whole bunch of other things up his sleeve mm-hmm. uh, that everyone so- will soon know about. So it's exciting stuff. So since you guys knew each other, did he write the, the, did he write the role for you in in um, in the first coffin? Uh, you know, I, I I don't really know. I mean, all I know is that you know I um, I you know Derek was out here. Um, he was in L.A. for you know he, he you know he's living out east and he's living in New York for years. So he flew out to L.A. and he said, "Listen, man, let's have a beer. You know, let's let's catch up." So we had a beer and he said, "You know, we have this. We have the money to do this film. We we got funding for this." This, this thriller and uh you know he mentioned the story a bit and i said listen man you know if you if you have a part for you know a you know a bad guy or a cop or something like you know keep me in mind so you know he called me two weeks later and he he said hey man I just sent you the script um you know we're shooting in two weeks and you're playing this part you're playing the part of jack and uh you know it looks like we're doing nights nights again because we have this uh Every film I do with these guys, it seems to be all at night, which is kind of so we're we're all a bunch of nocturnal people. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so in any in any event, um, so yeah, we you know he called me up and so I, I really don't know the answer to that question, but you know it was a great uh, it was a great honor to you know to to work with with these guys again, and also to get to work with the likes of uh, Bruce Davison. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, he's an Academy Award nominee. I mean, that's you know for for anybody, you know anybody who's an actor to work with somebody of his caliber and, and also, you know, someone of the level of Kevin Sorbo, it's, it's, oh, yeah. you know, you're kind of pinching, you're kind of pinching yourself, you know, you finish the scene and you, you kind of walk away and you think, did I just, did I just do the scene with that guy? You know? <laughs> yeah. Those are some so, great casts in those movies. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're, we're really blessed, you know, we're very, you know, we've been very blessed and, and, and all of us felt that way, but you know, these guys were, were phenomenal. I mean, you know, Bruce Davison, um, uh, you know, Kevin Sorbo, you know, um, you know, I remember, you know, you know, Kevin was so helpful on set. I mean, you know, he, he was just one of these guys who's just, he's such a pro, you know, I mean, he's, you know, he's a big star, you know, I mean, you know, he was on a, 
he was on, you know, two major network shows for, you know, almost a decade, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Hercules and Andromeda, but, but like the most down earth guy on the planet. And also, you know, just a very, um, humble guy and, you know, from the Midwest and, you know, lots of stories and they told great stories and also just, he was helpful, you know, and he helpful in sort of a, um, and it's sort of a constructive, you know, he would suggest things like, Hey, you want to try this? And, uh, you know, it was a real collaborative spirit on, on the set, you know, and, and Johnny Alonzo, you know, listen, you know, he, uh, most of my scenes in the first coffin with Johnny Alonzo, you know, and he's a great buddy and, you know, he's a, he's an amazing actor, um, and a musician as well. Great musician. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, a lot, you know, he was on one tree Hill and Dawson's Creek and, and Johnny, you know, it just, we, we spent, you know, we shot this movie for 10 days at night, the original. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, we have most of our scenes together, but I mean, a hell of an actor and a great guy. And, uh, you know, we, we, I, we really, you know, like I said earlier with Bruce Davis, you know, when you're working with a great actor and, you know, guys like Kip and Derek, you know, it's easy, you know, you, you really, you, you take that ride, you know, it's like, it's like a roller coaster ride, you know, you kind of you prepare and you get ready, and all of a sudden it's just you're you're out there playing, you know, you know, you know, good guys, bad guys, you know, cops and robbers, you mm-hmm. know. So it's it's uh, it's thrilling to work with guys of that caliber. So it's uh, it's been fun, and I think you know, I think people are really going to enjoy Coffin too. We've been getting a great. Um, we had some really nice notices. Uh, we had a really nice piece recently in uh, Film Threat. I think it's Film Threat. Uh, I might be getting my my horror websites confused. Um, I think it's film threat. Yeah. In any event, uh, forgive me if I did, but, uh, I think, uh, yeah, they gave us a nice, we've been getting some nice press, you know, some nice, uh, um, notices and, uh, it's nice. It's just nice to be out there. It's nice for people. We had a lot of people from that watched the first film. Um, many people who requested a second film. We had a lot of people for years, you know, friends and, and just fans, people that saw the first one. Um, you know, I, I got like a couple of months ago, I got, I got a very nice note from someone in, uh, uh, someone in Norway who sent me a note oh, on wow. Facebook saying, Hey, said, you know, I just watched coffin. Uh, I just watched coffin on, you know, on Norwegian TV at 11 o'clock at night, mm-hmm. you know, this is seven years later. And so, you know, there were a lot of those nice, like happy accidents that happened after we did the first and there was a lot of interest and, and uh, we made it happen. You know, Spencer and Kip and, and, and everybody made it happen. So, uh, but um, yeah, it's, it's been great, man. It's, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. It's got to be great to get yeah, I... positive feedback and things on, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's not, it's not, I mean, look, I mean, everybody, I mean, you do it, you do it, you know, you do it because you love it, you know, and, and we all love doing it. But, you know, it's nice when you do something, uh, you make a film and you put it out there. And, you know, and, and everything's got its orbit, you know, it's kind of out there for it's, it's out there for the public. And, um, you know, you, you might get a couple of year run out of it, you know, between, you know, Netflix and, and then it gets distributed and people may buy it. But, you know, when you, when you hear like, you know, five, six, seven years later, you know, people are, are watching on TV in another country. It's, you know, you realize that, you know, it's, 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 it's fun. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's exciting and, and fun, you know? So. Mm-hmm. Um, for like uh, independent movies, how important are these new platforms? Like uh, relatively new platforms, like uh, 
streaming on Netflix and Amazon Prime and Video On Demand, Redbox? I mean, they're they're huge. I mean, they're huge for the independent filmmaker. I mean, uh, you know, uh, you know, ten years ago, uh, you know, eight or ten years ago, if you're releasing a film, I mean, you can make a film now. You know, you assemble a sort of a you know a, a solid cast. You know, a great script with a solid cast, and even get some names, and you know, do it. You know, sort sort of a micro budget horror film or thriller, and you know, these platforms help immeasurably you know uh at everything from you know twitter to facebook to instagram um it's really amazing the mileage you can get out of that and and how much that that will boost your your exposure and uh, and sales even so uh it's it's really it's it's really mind-blowing when you consider the, you know the possibilities you know uh even when you you know you're promoting a film you, you can you know you know start a Point facebook page you know uh mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, put people in direction with links and such, but, but you know, you can even, you know, boost posts, you know, you, you know, people that, you know, make films that sponsor posts that you can, you know, you can blast it out, you know, whether, you know, oh, yeah. whether you're a musician or an actor, or you've got a film, or you're a filmmaker or a director, you can blast it out, you can, you can blast it out all over the world, you can, you know, spend, you know, put a budget together and just, you know, target different countries that you want to target, you know. So it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's a really, it's, it's a whole new world, you know, and I'm just yeah. catching up. <laughs> <laughs> so making a movie in, in 10 days, is that a hectic experience or uh, how, how does that happen? You know, it happens because you have a lot of, you know, a really, uh, excited people that want to make it, that want to see it through and, uh, and are really committed, um, it's, it's not a lot of time. I tell you, you know, I mean, you're shooting, you know, 10, you know, 12, pa- 12 pages, 15 pages a day. It's almost like shooting an episode of TV, you know, but, um, you know, we, we've been really lucky. I mean, you know, on the first one, we had this amazing, uh, amazing crew, uh, DP, uh, this, uh, wonderful, uh, uh, Japanese, uh, DP, uh, Keiko Nakahara, who was a DP on the first one. We had a tireless crew in the first one. Um, you know, likewise in the second one, we had, uh, um, you know, we had just a great, great crew, you know, crew, you know, group of actors and, you know, locations, you know, came through at the last minute. We got this phenomenal location that I believe Scott, uh, Ham made happen. Um, in the second one. Uh, out in Rancho Cucamonga, we, you know, there's a, you know, there's a lot, a lot of the movie in the second one takes place in this sort of warehouse. And, you know, he, uh, I believe he, um, he made that happen, you know, uh, had some connections and, and we had this phenomenal warehouse that we got to shoot in for, you know, a number of nights all through the night. And, uh, you know, so it, it takes a lot of, you know, a lot of committed, dedicated people, but just, you know, just really great folks all working for one goal towards one goal. And, um, it's, uh, it's exciting. You know, it's a real rush. You know, one of the great things about, you know, shooting something in such a short period of time is that you don't really have time to think, you know, I mean, as an, you know, as an actor, you know, you, you know, you, you work on your, you know, you work on your story and, you know, you get everything down and then, you know, it's sort of like, like I said, man, it's like, you know, it's like taking a ride at an amusement park, you know, <laughs> you know taking a roller, taking, taking a roller coaster ride. I mean, you really just got to go for it. You know, you can't, and you don't have time to shoot, you know, multiple angles. You know, you get like a master shot and then you get a couple of singles and you might get, you know, a steady cam shot or, 
a crane, you know, things like that. Um, uh, you know, and sometimes, you know, you have a bit, bit more of a budget, you have more of time, you know, I mean, like on chronology, chronology was a bigger budget. So, um, there was quite, quite a bit more time, you know, we even had some, we had a really, a lot of cool drone shots and in, in uh, chronology, but, um, in any event, it's, it's a real rush. I mean, just to give you one example, like the first in coffin one, the first coffin I got to, I drove to like car center Downey, which is, you know, not far from Long Beach in LA, the LA area here. And I, I was, you know, I, was, I had to get to this Mexican restaurant by, you know, 6 PM. I got there. I'd already talked to Johnny once on the phone, we, you know, just connected you know, he, both East coast guys and, and then what's up. And I look forward to it, you know, good, good meeting and that kind of stuff. So we got to the set and we, you know, we had dinner and they put me in makeup and, and, you know, they were setting up the shot and, you know, Derek just walked by me. He's like, Hey man, what's up? How you doing? I said, I'm good. He goes, are you ready? I said, yeah. And then like, I had, I had my suit on and we got in the car and then immediately we shot the most, one of the most intense scenes in the whole movie. Right out, right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of those things that you don't, you know, time to amp up. There's no time to, you know, no time to really get in character. You got to just, you know, you just got to hit it. And, you know, it's, it's exciting. You know, it's exciting. It's, it's like, a, it's, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's like, you know, you know, when you're a kid, you know, you get the candy at the store, you, know, you get the pop rocks, right. And you take <laughs> uh-huh. it into the pop rocks and, you know, you're like, this is great. You know? So it's, it's, um, you know, uh, I'm dating myself with that reference, but you know, it's that, it's that kind of a feeling, you know, well, I, I'm like, a big fan of pop rocks. So yeah. Yeah, they're great, right? Who doesn't like pop uh, But my absolutely. point is, my, my my point is, is it's an adrenaline shot, you know, and it's like, uh-huh. uh, and and that and that's how it was, and that's how it's always been. You know, we did night shot. I mean, we're you know, you know, driving through you know, El Segundo or you know the South Bay, and you know, in, a, in an SUV that was lit up like a Christmas tree at like eleven o'clock on a Friday night with like fifteen crew members in a car. I mean, you know, you just you just got to get it done, you know? And, uh, so in any event, it's, it's exciting, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and we, we were able to do it the second time because we had a lot of the same people back and we had all these great new people like, you know, Robert Mukes and we had this phenomenal crew, uh, on coffin too. We had a phenomenal DP, uh, Matt, Matthew Wozniak, definitely keep an eye out for him. He's, he's an exciting, uh, young, uh, cinematographer, Matt Wozniak and Scott Neff who was the, uh, the sound guy and, uh, a wonderful deep, uh, wonderful, uh, AD named Austin Thomas Wood. And just, a Katie who was, you know, did the hair and makeup. Um, you know, just, just a whole bunch of great people, great, you know, great actors. We had Laura James in the second one and, and Krista Melbardis, who, uh, Heidi Schultz and Elise uh, Nixon once again. Um, you know, uh, Dan, um, Dan Evans, um, you know, uh, it was, it was exciting, man. And, you know, and Robert Mukes is, are you guys familiar with Robert Mukes? Yeah. He's been on the show and I, yeah. I, I hosted a, a 10th anniversary panel of, of a house of a thousand corpses, uh, with him, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's an awesome guy. And, you know, we had, we had a blast. Um, we didn't actually have any scenes together, but we, we hung out on set and I saw him down at Comic-Con, um, over the summer and at the premieres and, He's an awesome dude, and um, you hope to work together, you know, with him again soon. Um, 
And uh, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, yeah, and also, you know, uh, also a singer. I, I think I, you guys mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. I heard the. I heard. Uh, I heard one of your singles. Uh, uh, one for my baby. One for one more for the road on uh, on the on YouTube on your YouTube page. Oh, cool, cool, man. Thanks, thanks for watching. Uh, thanks for listening and, and watching. <laughs> yeah, um, it was both. I guess that, the video. Oh. <laughs> What's that, buddy? It was both. I guess watching and listen since it was a video. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, you know, that was, um, you know, we, we, we recorded that. I'm working with a new producer, um, a wonderful guy named Stefan Oberhoff, who's, uh, who's a phenomenal, I mean, I can't, I can't say enough about this guy. I mean, he's, he's, you know, some people are, are, some people, you know, have one gift, you know, and other people have, you know, like 15 and, Mm -hmm. uh, but Stefan's amazing. He's, uh, he's, uh, you know, a musician, uh, He's a vocalist, uh, you know, a guitarist, a pianist. He plays, uh, he plays these instruments equally beautifully. Uh, he's a producer, um, wonderful guy. And we, we recorded, uh, one for my baby, the classic Sinatra tune. And we, we did a, we, we decided, you know, it's such a, it's kind of such a cinematic kind of Sinatra saloon song, sure. classic saloon song <laughs> that we thought, you know what? We've got to we've got to make a video. So we thought, you know, it would be kind of a cool idea to make a video. And I I did a, a the woman uh, there's a, a wonderful young filmmaker uh, that directed the video named um, Ashley Eberbach, who I I did a film I actually did a film a very cool short film a couple of years ago you guys might get a kick out of called um, Axiom, uh, and it's a, a supernatural uh, actually no it's a, it's a science fiction uh, a sci-fi thriller about uh, robot Armageddon. So it's not zombie Ar- Armageddon. It's it's the robot Armageddon, and I play mm-hmm. an evil robot. I play an evil robot dealer, and all the uh, the the world has been taken over by these you know technology and robots. And there's this dealer, this evil villain who's controlling all the robots, and all the robots happen to be beautiful women. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it was, it was, uh, uh, the shoot, the shoot was a blast and, um, she wrote this piece. It's, it's a really cool piece and it's one of the, one of the, uh, the, the, the coolest and most fun things I've ever worked on. Um, so she directed the video and, you know, and, uh, came up with a concept and we, we shot all over downtown Los Angeles. And, uh, so, uh, yeah, we, we're going to definitely work together again. Um, but I've been, I've been recording a bunch bunch more um you know uh, a bunch of other things with uh, stefan we we did my funny valentine last year so that that's uh that's out on itunes uh and we just recorded a um kind of a, a a different version of an old latin tune actually an old italian song called quando 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 so uh-huh. uh, it's an old old pat boone Engelbert Humperdinck song that we we kind of slowed it down you know as a bossa nova we kind of did it sort of in a michael buble kind of fashion but um, I, I recorded it with uh, a phenomenal friend and, and singer named Laura Purcell. So we do a duet on this one, and uh, that's that's going to be out in about a month. And then we're also doing uh, I'm working on um, working on a big band project. So that's next. Working on a big, big oh, band wow. project. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm working with a great uh, another great um, arranger producer named Paul McDonald, who's uh, uh, from. Uh, uh, who's British. Uh, he's a, he's a wonderful guy and, uh, just another infinitely gifted human. Um, 
and uh, he's writing all the charts, and we've got a great, a phenomenal, I mean, one of the best porn sections uh, around. Uh, they're going to be on it. So uh, so that's, that's going to be happening in the spring. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, a, you know, coffin threes in the wings. We don't know when that's going to happen. But uh, so how would you guys, um, you guys are obviously horror fans from when you were kids, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, Troy's nine years older uh, than me, so and we have a single mom, and so when uh, she would bring Troy and, and his friends to the uh, to the drive-in instead of getting a babysitter, she would br- bring me along. So as I was seeing, you know, a lot of these horror movies when I was very young, I sold the story before, but the first one I remember is seeing Night of the Living Dead when I was I don't know probably five or six, and uh, there's the the big scene where the car blows up and the zombies are eating everybody, and I'm getting a little uh, you know uh, a little scared. And she, you know, turned around and said, "Oh, don't worry, they're just having a barbecue." And uh, ever since then, I was uh, cool with uh, horror movies. That's cool. That's quite a memory. Uh, that's um, <laughs> that is, uh, yeah. <laughs> Watching the zombies eat some flesh uh, right. as your, one of your one of your first movie going experiences. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I dig it. I mean, I, I mean, I was one of my first. I mean, yeah, I'm trying to think. You know. I love, I've always loved horror, you know, um, as a genre, you know, I always loved being scared, you know, and when I was a kid, my, um, my brothers used to push me. I have two older brothers and we used to go to this, uh, I grew up in New Jersey. You guys are mass, right? Yep. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, a lot of good friends up that, that way. Um, in any event, so, uh, I remember we used to go to, uh, um, the, uh, I used to go to Great Adventure, which was a you know, Great Adventure in New Jersey is like a Six Flags, you know, it's Six Flags. And okay. So there used to be a haunted yeah. house, a haunted house at, used to be a haunted house in Long Branch and a haunted house in Great Adventure. And I remember my, my, my brothers used to push me first through the haunted house. Like <laughs> I was, I was, yeah, I was the test dummy. Oh man. So, uh, but any, but any event, you know, you gotta love it, man. I love my brothers. I have three brothers, but in any yeah. event, um, we had a lot of fun, but, I remember all those movies, man. I mean, you know, the, the, one of the, the first horror films, well, I mean, pro- the horror film that probably had the biggest impact on my life was The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Great movie. Um, and, uh, you know, I remember seeing, I didn't, I was I was a bit young to see it in the theaters, but I remember seeing it on, on TV a couple of years later. And, um, I, I mean, I, I, to say I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of The Exorcist would be an understatement. I, I think I've seen the movie on the big screen on the big screen about thirty times. Nice. And uh, and my brother, my one, actually two of my brothers went to Georgetown. My brother, my brother Dave, my 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 older brother Dave went to Georgetown, and and I remember, you know, The, the Exorcist was shot largely in in Georgetown, um, and uh, you know, there's a scene at the end where you know Father Karras jumps through the window where he gets possessed mm-hmm. by the devil. And he, jumps to the window and he jumps out on the staircase and tumbles down. And, uh, well, that staircase is in Georgetown. I'm sh- as I'm sure all oh, of your wow. fans and all of you, all of your fans and, and listeners know, know this already. But, um, so when I, I used to visit my brother. I, you know, I, I was so, I was so intrigued by Georgetown because I, because of the steps, the, the exorcist steps. So when I would go see my brother at Georgetown, I would actually go to see the, the exorcist house and then I would, um, I would then walk down, you know, up and down the steps. I'd get pictures and it was really, really cool. You know? <laughs> That's yeah. great. 
So, yeah, yeah. I mean, you and can't, a, you know, these, these, go ahead, sorry. I would say it's the movie that still holds up, and I don't think any uh, Exorcist movie has ever come close. To me, it's kind of like Jaws. There's no shark movie that comes close. And uh, there's been so many Exorcist movies you know, over the last 10 years, and uh, some of them are all right, but none of them are even close to The Exorcist. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, you're 100% right. I mean, uh, I mean, there's just something about it. I, mem- I remember reading the book, and, um, you know, William Peter Blatty was a Georgetown graduate, and, uh, and I believe, I, I mean, if my memory serves me correctly, I believe that the, the, the book was based on a, on a real-life account of an exorcism that took place uh i'm not sure where but it was it was based on a real life exorcism and uh, but you know just to be down at georgetown and, and to kind of be around that and and imagine what it was like to shoot there and, and all that but but you know I, I wanted to mention this uh before i forget uh, you know yeah you, you have tony you know tony moran the great tony moran on in a little yeah. bit yeah. And listen, I, I'm very flattered to be, you know, on the same show with him. Um, we have a lot of mutual friends, uh, you know, in the horror world. And we also have, um, you know, uh, a lot, a lot of mutual friends in the con world, because I, I, I've been doing a bunch of cons over the last four or five years, conventions, and mm-hmm. uh, got a different parts of the country. And I've got, you know, I've had some really wonderful friends in, in uh, Kansas and Kentucky and Illinois and, but in any event, so I, I, I've not met Tony in person yet, but, uh, um, yeah. he, he's, he's amazing. And, uh, and actually, you know, Halloween, which is also mm-hmm. one of my, my favorite horror films of all time. Definitely. Um, saw it, you know, I saw it in the theater when it was released, um, was, was filmed the, 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 the actual neighborhood, uh, you know, um, of Haddonfield, Illinois is, uh, is literally about a quarter, about a half a mile from where I'm talking to you guys right now. And nice. I, every year, you know, I actually go down that street, you know, maybe once a week, but it's, um, every Halloween, you know, you, I, I drive past the, the Halloween house and, mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. So <laughs> anyway, yeah, excellent movie. So I, I had to mention that because I'm a, I'm a huge John Carpenter fan and, uh, that's one of the greatest horror films of all time. So, uh, yeah, no, without a doubt, it's, uh, it's, it's just a great movie. And it's, uh, a lot of it is, um, cause there is no explanation why he's evil and why he's killing people. And that makes it scary. Cause it could be like in any town, you know, anywhere you're at. And then the Loomis character really, uh, sells, uh, the danger and like the the evilness uh, of the of the Michael Myers character, you know, a man of science who uh, who for years is trying to help him, and then just realizes that he is pure evil. It's a excellent movie. Oh uh, no, it's 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 you know it's one hundred percent. You know, and uh, you know that to hear uh, you know that, that that famous Loomis speech right in front of the house, right mm-hmm. in that yeah. neighborhood where. We talked about, you know, his eyes were, you know, when he would, he, when he, when he met and he interviewed Michael Myers and how his eyes were dead, mm-hmm. you know, and his eyes were, his eyes were black. And I remember that, you know, that, and that's such a, and that to this day is one of the, one of those moments in you know, in film history, you know, kind of horror, I should say cinema history, but certainly uh, horror film history, you know, where you, it's such a, 
a brilliant acting, uh, you know, it's such a, that's such a brilliant scene. That's such a intense scene where he's describing Michael Myers as being the devil and evil. You know, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty powerful stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's... What, what was your first love? Uh, were you, did you want to be a musician, a singer or an actor first? Or was it just kind of a combination? Well, you know what? I mean, it's that's a tough question to answer, but you know, I think I think I was probably singing. I mean, singing first. I mean, <clears throat> you know, like I said, I, I've got you know three brothers, and my two older brothers were you know had had all the albums, you know. So when I was a growing up, you know, in New Jersey, <clears throat> um, we had quite we had quite a record collection, everything from like Elvis to the Beatles to the Who to Elton John to uh, the Cars. So uh, I mean, I was listening to a lot of it was kind of really steeped in classic rock, you know, as a kid. And I was, you know, in a rock band when I was young, uh, with my buddy Greg Sweeney and some kids from the neighborhood. And, um, you know, I was, I, I was just always, I always loved music, you know, and, and I, you know, and, and also movies as well. But I was, um, I was yeah, kind of playing music first. And then, you know, and then I had so many, so many kind of big, movie experience as a kid from, you know, everything from, uh, you know, Jaws to, uh, you know, to E.T. to, um, you know, just some of the big movies of the late seventies, like, you know, French connection, things like that, mm-hmm. films like that. And, um, so many, so many amazing films that, that have star Wars, you know, you know, so many of these big kind of cultural, um, events, you know, cultural milestones that were happening when I was a kid. I also, you know, I remember seeing, you know, John Wayne, you know, I mean, and kind of the, you know, when, when I was really, really young and kind of opening my eyes to the world of movies, you know, there, there was a couple of, you know, a couple of these huge actors of the golden, you know, golden era of films were still around. Like John Wayne was still alive, you know, and, um, and, you know, Steve McQueen, you know, so I remember, I remember, you know, as a kid, I went to see the towering Inferno in the theater. Oh yeah. Yep. You, know, you, had, you had Paul Newman and Steve McQueen. I mean, you know, and, and, and the Poseidon and all these giant films, like, you know, so you get to see these screen icons, you know, and, and I, and they were such, it was such a, there was such massive experiences, you know, and, um, you know, and the Poseidon adventure and, you know, and then Jaws and then, you know, and then, and then John Wayne, one of the last films before he died, the, sh- the great film, The Shootist with Ron yeah. Howard. So, you know, all these films and, and also too, you know, music wise, I mean, you know, I was a huge Kiss fan. I was a, I was an enormous Kiss fan when I was a kid. I, I saw, I saw Kiss, you know, in Madison Square Garden when I was a kid, 1976. Oh, wow. You know, and that was, <clears throat> yeah, so th- these are just such huge experiences and, um, and then later on, you know, when I, when I moved to LA and, you know, as I, my, you know, as I got older, you know, sort of, uh, uh, you know, I, I was started to act and all, I, I started listening to more and more jazz and more and more Frank Sinatra, you know, and I still, I love all music. I listen to me, all different types of music all the time, but, but, um, I started listening to, you know, Frank Sinatra and you know, Tony Bennett and Chet Baker and you know, all the jazz greats and, um, Bobby Darren's one of my big influences, you know, and, um, you know, so my, my grandfather was a singer. My grandfather was uh, a really great singer when we were kids. He played ukulele and he had a beautiful oh, voice. Nice. So that was a big, he, he was a, 
he was a big influence on me musically when I was young because you know he had a really my grandfather had a really gorgeous voice and he could sing you know well in his eighties and uh, wow. so uh, he was an influence and and you know there's just so many things happening at that time it was an exciting time to be um, kind of growing up you know and and uh, and a lot of great movies in the eighties you know a lot of the John Hughes films and just so much great stuff you know that's that's really memorable you know yeah. So uh, how can you how can you find your music? Okay, so uh you know, you guys can find me uh you can find me on iTunes. Uh Patrick Barnett on iTunes. Uh, our new singles out, uh, one for my baby, my funny valentine, uh our albums out. Uh you can also uh <clears throat> you can find Coffin 1 and Coffin 2 on iTunes as well. Um mm-hmm. Uh, you can also, you know, stream, you know, stream, if, if you prefer streaming, you can, you can stream our, our music on, uh, on Apple music, on Spotify, um, you know, for, for listeners that may be in Europe, there, there's another, you know, platform called Deezer, which is a big uh, platform, uh, over in Europe, but all the major platforms you can find my music on. Also, you guys can follow me on Instagram. Um, you know, you can find me on Insta, um, and, um, yeah, Instagram and then, uh, Twitter, there's always the Twitter and then, uh, mm-hmm. Facebook, um, uh, Facebook, you can find me at, you know, my personal page is Patrick Barnett. And then my, uh, my artist page is, you know, Patrick Barnett live. And I will mention this, that I'm actually, uh, for any listeners who may be in Los Angeles, I'm performing. Uh, I've got a concert on March 10th <clears throat> at Baroni's, Baroni's famous Italian restaurant, in uh, in uh, it's some of the best pizza in the world. Actually, a little bit of Hollywood, a little Hollywood uh, trivia. Fast Times at Ridgemont High was filmed at Baroni's way oh. back in the early 80s. Oh no! Uh, so, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm performing at Baroni's on March 10th. Um, March 10th with a phenomenal band, Billy Paul on drums, Karen Hernandez on piano, uh, with some great guests, Tony Russell, who's been in a bunch of, uh, he was in, um, casino with Martin Scorsese, wonderful actor and singer, uh, Laura Purcell will be mm-hmm. here. So that's just, uh, that's, uh, what's happening. Um, right. and, um, you know, and, uh, but listen guys, I want to thank you. Thanks so much for having me on. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on. Yeah, it's been yeah. great. It's been great talking yeah, to you. Likewise, guys. Love the show and uh, and uh, give Tony my best. We will indeed. Yep, we definitely will. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, when and when Coffin 3 comes out, you're welcome back on. I can't wait. Can't wait. No, I'll actually talk to the guys. Maybe we can get a bunch of the guys on, you know, when uh, All Coffin right. 3, maybe Johnny, Johnny and Kip. Yeah. Robert, yeah, Robert Mutes and, and the rest of Scott Ham. Guys, thanks so much. Thank you. And, uh, a real pleasure. And good luck on, on everything. Thank yeah, good luck. Th- thanks so much. I appreciate it, guys. We'll keep in touch, and uh, we'll uh, we'll keep you posted on everything. Cool. All right. We'll be right back. From ancient terrors to the search for modern-day conspiracies, the tomb of Nick Cage is the new sound in horror rock. Uncover the mystery of old-world horror for the new world order on iTunes, Amazon, and more. we should have listened. The Tomb of Nick Cage. 
Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Tomb of Nick Cage. Welcome back to the station of decapitation without your head. I'm still Nasty Neil. And I remain terrible, Troy. Mm-hmm. And now we're joined, uh, he's returning his third appearance on the show, horror icon Tony Moran. Woohoo! Nice. Welcome. Hello, everybody. So uh, it's good to have you back. You've been busy since well, the last time we talked to you. Yeah, I've been, been quite busy, that's for sure. Yes. Yeah, to say the least. Yeah. So my daughter my daughter now soon. lives with me now. My, my daughter now lives with me, so I'm really I'm really busy. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's why you do it on the movies. You gotta you gotta uh, yeah, help the daughter. So uh Death House is coming out, I believe March second. It was uh it was gonna be this weekend. March second right. uh for Death House. It uh, this yes, the cast is insane. Like when I first saw the the cast, I actually thought this wasn't a real movie. I was like, well, no movies can have all these people in. But then I saw the trailer, and uh, I know it's actually exists. So how did you get involved in Death House? Uh, Felissa Rose turned me on to it. Do you know who she is? Of course, yeah. We just oh, yeah. saw her in uh, Charlotte a couple of days ago. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I did that last year, the first year. In Charlotte, mm-hmm. um, yeah, she's the one that turned me on to it. So, uh, uh, when did you when, when did you and uh, Felissa meet? Like, uh, how long have you guys known each other? Felissa, God, Felissa, my God, I must, I, I think I've known Felissa for at least four or five years, at least. Yeah, like, was, was, maybe was, five or six years, maybe. Yeah, was that through the convention scene? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I met her through the yeah. convention scene, and then I then and we got to be really close friends. And then I didn't even know, but she lives out in the in this town that I live out out in. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's too funny. That's weird. Never, yeah. I've never even seen her around, you know. <laughs> so uh, who 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 do you uh, who do you work with in the movie? Because I know it's a big cast, and some of the scenes are you know uh, were filmed you know apart from everybody else. So who who do you work with in your scenes? Uh, it's Kane and I, Kane Hunter and I. Oh, nice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. We have a scene together, just him and I. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell us anything yeah. about your role? I know it's uh, you don't want to give away too much about the movie. Um, you know, if I, if I say anything, then I give too much away. Sure. I, I, yeah, I, just can't. I wish I could. I wish I could. I just can't. Yeah. yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing it. So I don't want anything spoiled myself either. So uh, have you seen the finished movie? Have you seen the? No, I have movie? not. No, I have uh, not. That'll be that'll be cool to to see it yourself for the first time. Are you going to be at any of the premieres? Yeah, I'm going uh, on March second to the one in L.A. Yeah, in Van Nuys, uh, San Fernando Valley. Yeah. Mm. So I assume you're looking forward to it. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. This is a big deal, this movie, you know? It's a really big deal, yeah, this know. movie. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, how do you feel about seeing yourself on the big screen? Uh, 
Yeah, I'm not a you know I'm not a real big fan of watching myself on TV <laughs> or or, really? or or on the or on the screen. No, no, I just it just uh, yeah, I'm just it's just not my thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you know I you know I'll do it. But uh, yeah, I'm just sure. not you know it's just not a big yeah. deal for me. You yeah, know, it never has uh, been that? either. You know, you know it's it's mm-hmm. always been that way for me. I don't know why. I just uh, have this deal where I just, you know, uh, it, it's sort of like it's 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 not that I don't like myself. I do, you know. It's more of like um, it's more like a, yeah, it's more like a a thing where I just uh, I don't want to know too much about myself on screen, you know, and what I do, you know, because then I'll be too self conscious maybe in something that you know later that I do, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, uh, so, along yeah, those lines. Sense, actually. Yeah, what was it like then to watch the the documentary that was made about you? Uh, that was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. I didn't enjoy that either, though. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't well, enjoy it either. There's no know. escaping you in that one, right? <laughs> no, there really isn't. Yeah, there really isn't. <laughs> yeah. I kind of stick out like a sore thumb in that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, what was the director like uh, for Death House, uh, Harrison Smith? Oh, Harrison's a really nice guy. Really, really good guy. Uh, really down, you know, down to earth, you know, not affected. Uh, great attitude. Really, really polite and mannered and stuff, you know. It's just unreal. You know, just really, really good guy and real professional. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I did mine in, I did mine in my scene in one take and that was it. And I was done. I, I waited. I, I waited maybe um, I don't know a couple hours to film, and then it took like two minutes to, to you know. And then I was done. Kane <laughs> uh-huh. Kane looks at me. and goes, "One take, Moran." I'm like, "Yeah, man. See ya. See you later, man." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, were you close at all with Gunnar Hansen, who uh, you know the original idea for the movie came from Gunnar? Well, I, I don't know if I was like close to him but we were good friends you know um yeah you know we always talked him and i we always got along really well and uh yeah. and a nice guy and all that and it's too bad you know uh what happened but uh but yeah i was i was friends with him i wouldn't say i was like his best friend or anything but we were we were sure. good friends mm. yeah yeah again i assume from uh, uh from the conventions yeah that's right. I've been about to do the convention circuit. Yeah. Well, what was that like for you once you started to do the conventions? Like, uh, how did that like change your life? Oh, jeez, God, man, it completely changed everything in my life. You know, it's, uh, you know, cause I had no idea of the, you know, the, uh, popularity, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't know. I didn't, I had no idea. And, uh, uh, I started doing them and yeah, it just changed everything. Cause then I started doing movies again, but independent movies, not Hollywood. I you know, wasn't really interested in Hollywood mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, and meeting all these people, you know, from all over the country and, and Europe and stuff is amazing. Yeah. It just really, it changed everything. It really changed yeah. everything and it re- really opened up my eyes. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I would no think idea. you. 
you mentioned all over the world, and I would think all different age ranges, uh, you know, like people who grew up with the movie, people who saw it, you know, uh, 10 years ago, uh, maybe kids who are now, now seeing it. Uh, right, right. Yeah, it, it, um, it, it's incredible. I mean, there, there is no age difference, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People don't care about that. I mean, it's the kids, the kids just love it, you know? And, and they, there is no, like, range for that to, to happen. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. And it's weird. It's weird to think that so many, you know, horror movies have come since, obviously, and that that a lot of the, the classics like like Halloween still hold up and it doesn't matter, you know, like I said, what what age you are, it's still uh, it's still uh, it's still special to people. And uh, do you have any yeah. do you have any thoughts on why that is? Why like uh, why the movie's impactful to, to anyone? Well, I do. I have I have some thoughts on it, you know. Um, and one of them I I never thought of, but uh, Donald Pleasance brought up something uh, years ago, of course, mm-hmm. that he he thought that um, the reason that one of the reasons why it's so popular to people, whether whatever the age, is because it's the fear of, of dying. And this movie was like, you know, Michael Myers never dies, you know, mm-hmm. or if he dies, he dies for a second. It comes back to life or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, the, the immor- immortality of it. And, you know, you live forever type of thing. And, and, and I thought that was really interesting because that, that makes a lot of sense. And I also think, you know, because, I don't know about the other Halloween's. I only know about Halloween one and two. Mm-hmm. There is no real blood in Halloween one. You know, there is right. no blood mm-hmm. except for on, on, on her shoulder. So it's not a gore fest, you know, it feels like it when you're watching it, but it isn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it's left up to the imagination and, and, you know, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. And also, and also just, you know, there's, you know, there's no, there's no blood. And, uh, uh, and I think that with that and also the mystery of Michael Myers, the combination of all that, you know, um, mm-hmm. and a mask and, and, and a mask, um, and a mask that doesn't look like anything, you know, it's not a scary looking mask or anything, but it is frightening, yeah. you know, once you go, mm-hmm. you know, you're watching the movie. So I just think of all, I think of all of those things are, has a lot to do with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Let me say about the mystery. I was like the Loomis character, because I think that really sells like how evil you know, Michael Myers is, because uh, it's, you know, this guy of si- man of science who eventually just gives up and just realizes that this person is pure evil. And, uh, you know, that right. character, I think, really, you know, so, so. and also, like I said, the mask, it it doesn't, it's not overtly scary, which I think makes it scarier because uh, exactly, you know, in, in, in the remake. You know, it's this giant seven foot tall guy with this crazy. Of course, you'd be scared of that. Who wouldn't be scared of that? Oh yeah. But when it's you know, when it's that, a, no you know, what. Evil, right when it's right. A fairly normal looking person, then it's like, well, this could happen anywhere. Exactly. Exactly. It was. It's more of a like you just said. It get, you know, it's more realistic in the sense that it could happen. You know what I mean? And even his movements aren't like real you know, like, um, scary movements, you know, uh, or, mm-hmm. or even 
he doesn't have a hatchet he or a, or a, or anything like that he's got he's got this knife a long one but it's a knife you know right that, that yeah, you have in the kitchen that, that, yeah exactly something that would be in any kitchen just like oh, yeah just like the the kid at the beginning he could he could be any kid in any neighborhood exactly uh, it's yeah. not a big old machete or hatchet or anything like that it's just something that's everyday everyday thing you know what i mean mm-hmm. so uh do you yeah. know do you know anything about the uh the newest one that's coming out nope not well here's what i heard and i heard it from my manager um he found out that or at least this is what he heard was the movie's going to be about what if jamie lee curtis never knew michael myers Hmm. or something along those lines where they don't have, (laughs) Uh they don't have any kind of connection or interaction or anything like that. Uh So yeah, I think it's supposed to skip uh, the second, you're just the direct sequel to the first one. Right. Yeah. I know Nick Castle is uh, reprising his role. Did, Did anyone ever talk to you about doing anything in it? No, I don't. I don't think I'm. I'm. I'm in their clique. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying, pal? <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I'm not part of their clique. You know what I mean? Right. Right. I understand. So it doesn't yeah. doesn't doesn't seem like it. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, I never was in. The, in I was never in their clique. You know. <laughs> uh, what do you mean by that? Well. <sighs> You know, I just, um, like, I don't, you know, when, when I, uh, you know, with Nick Castle, I, you know, we've done a couple of conventions together. I don't, I don't hang around with him, you know? Sure. I, I, he, he seems like a nice guy, I guess, you know, but yeah. I don't make it a point to like get in with him, you know, because if I mm-hmm. get in with him, I'll get in with John Carpenter, you know, and, <laughs> oh, you know, and, and you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's never yeah. been my style. You know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. when, when even down to when I did the movie and I was ashamed of doing it because it was like such, you know, a mask and, you know, the B movie horror movie, which is the back then in 78, that's just one step above soft porn. You know what I mean? Right. And seriously, that's how it was viewed in Mm -hmm. Hollywood. Oh yeah. And, uh, I, you know, my little sister, she didn't even know I did the movie until 2006. Wow. I didn't tell anybody. Wow. Yeah, it's wow. just not my, you know, it's not my style, you know? Yeah. So, and it's sort of like, so anyway, so, you know, we filmed in April, then in like August or so, you know, I get this invitation to go to the premiere for the, for the cast and crew, you know? Mm-hmm. And I didn't go. I just threw the invitation away. And I thought that was the funniest thing I ever heard in my life. This piece of shit is going to have a fucking preview for the cast and crew. <laughs> you know, what the fuck, you know, I mean, it's a piece of shit, you know? And, uh, and I figured it, it was, if anything, if anything, it'd only be in the drive-in for a week or two and that'd be mm-hmm. it. Nobody would ever see this piece of shit, you know? So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's how I thought back then, you know? And, um, sure. It's a because it is a brilliant movie, but you mm. know back then, I mean, they never told me, you know, on the interview, I even had to wear a mask until after I signed the contract, and then they told me how to wear a mask, you know. 
I'm like, what? You know, and I, you know, and, and back then that was the very first time they used a mask. They always used makeup to do shit, you know. So it was the first mm-hmm. time they used a mask. So mm-hmm. it's just really weird, you know. It was just a weird. It was a weird experience for me, and it was, you know, it was like strange. It was great. I love the people, yeah. but it was like, oh, you know. This mm-hmm. thing is kind of, you know, what what am I doing? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know I, when you say that, because uh, I did a panel once for uh, Dawn of the Dead, and Ken Faree kind of talked about that. He said, you know, you guys all now love this movie, uh, but when I made it, uh, it like ruined his career because he wouldn't, no one would hire him after that. And he right, said even friends right. of his like like stop being friends of him because he said that back then if you made a movie like that, like he said that was exactly what he said it was like. Just a step up from doing like a uh, not hardcore soft porn, porn, but like you said, soft porn. Yeah, soft yeah. porn. Yeah, no, it's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly oh, right. I, I mean, uh, my I, only my only thing was that was really good about it was I I did wear a mask, so nobody knew, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so along those lines, anyway. are you surprised? Like, because uh, today, like horror movies are mainstream. You go to like Walmart and get yeah, you know Halloween shirts and. And like little kid, you can buy them in little kid sizes. You know, like little kids can wear horror movie shirts. Yeah, it's crazy, uh, isn't it? What are your, what are your thoughts on all that? Yeah, it is very strange because I grew up watching those movies, but it was always like it wasn't mainstream at all. It was like the weird kids like those movies, but now it's uh it's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I, I it, you know, I think it's good and bad. You know, it's I think it's good because. You know, they're they're movies. They're not, you know, it's not like, you know, fucking some disease, you know. <laughs> it's it's you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a legit a legitimate genre, you know? And it should get more respect. But on the flip side, it's also and this is just like a personal thing. It's sort of like, well, but it, you know, being so mainstream though, now it's like it takes the mystery out of all the horror movies that would it wouldn't be, yes. there wasn't so, there wasn't so many of them, you know, so that right. when there w- mm-hmm. would be one that came out, you would, you'd be like, oh shit, I can't uh. wait <laughs> to see this, you know, like yeah. when the exorcist That's came right. out for me, you know, when oh, the exorcist yeah. came out, I was just like, you know, and, and to this day, that movie still freaks me out, man. It just still scares me because I was brought up Catholic, I guess, you know, yeah. but, um, it was, and, 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 uh, and Psycho. Psycho is yes. my all-time, all-time it's my favorite. favorite. Yeah. It's, that's my yeah. favorite as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, exactly. And, uh, in, in fact, I was like, I had a photo shoot today and, um, I had to stay, you know, really still, of course, you know, doing these still uh-huh. photography shots and, uh, and she's a friend of mine and I, and, and I'm sitting there and she's trying to figure out what setting she wants and all that, you know, and I've got my you know, I'm frozen. Right. And I'm like, I told her, I go, yes, yeah, like Anthony Hopkins at the end of the movie, you know, I a flying <laughs> and, I'm not, and, and I'm not even going to move, you know, <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's just, it's just the best, you know what I mean? It's just the best, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, Anthony That's... Perkins is, is, is a weirdo anyways, you know, or he was. <laughs> and uh, I met him in an, I met him in an elevator one time in LA, you know, uh-huh. At a big old agency thing type thing, and uh, and we didn't really talk, but he and I, I think he was gay because he kind of looked me over a few times and stuff when I was young. <laughs> I was real, really, I was real, real young, you know. 
but uh, but he he was creepy even in the elevator. I thought, you know, <laughs> you know, but a brilliant actor. Yeah, oh, brilliant definitely. actor. Though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that does remind me. Of our uh, guest earlier, Patrick Barnett, wanted to say hello. He said uh, he knows a lot of oh. same people as you, but you guys have never met. And um, he also brought up The Exorcist, oddly enough. He said oh, did that he? was did his he? favorite yeah. Uh, horror flick. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's uh, yeah. Yeah, it's um well Psycho's my Psycho's my number one and then Exorcist and The Shining are like tied for two. You know, uh, number two. Yeah. 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 But uh like just but like you said, I saw it's it, still hold it's still freaky, it still holds up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And if you're Catholic, you know, with the Exorcist, you're really screwed. You're really screwed. Because <laughs> you know? I went to Catholic school and everything growing up, you know, the whole I was an altar boy the whole nine yards, bro. Oh. You know, and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I went eight years. I never should have been. I never should have gone there. I was like the the last person that you should send to a Catholic school. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I was a wild, wild kid. You know what I mean? Just wild. You know. And uh, I had. I swear to God, guys, I had two months left to graduate. And I got kicked out. <laughs> two two months, man. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't finish it, man. I just couldn't finish it. And I got. I got Reached kicked out. Limit. Oh yeah. So, so, so my, are, yeah, my I dad. My dad assume, was not happy. I bet he wasn't. <laughs> I assume you're. I assume you're not Catholic today. Uh no, I'm not anything. Yeah, I don't really. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't do any of that shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I think so, there's a uh, there was a quote. I can't remember the exact quote by um oh god, I'm I'm sixty years old, so I fucking forget everything at the tip of the lead singer of fucking Motorhead. What this fucking name, man? Oh uh, Lenny? Lenny. Yeah, Lenny, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he had a quote about about religion and church and shit like that. He's like and he's like you just basically was saying, you know, you know, you know, it, you know, anything that happens is my responsibility. It's not religion and it's not the fucking church. They're not going to save me. It's, you know, nobody's going to do it but me. You know, it's not anybody else's responsibility. And it's, you know, like a fairy tale type of thing. You know, it's like, yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> uh, so uh, I do want to ask about uh, some people I know. Uh, the guy uh, from Ungovernable Films. Uh, I know oh, you've done yeah, a few movies yeah. with them. And, uh, he hasn't uh, called in I'm, yet? I'm fr- friends with them. No, he Paul, said he's he, going to. I don't know what he's doing. What what Paul's doing out there? But let me text yeah, him. Tell him to call in. Maybe 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 just acting like a snob or something, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I love Paul. How did you? I, I do too. Uh, I'm actually uh, making a documentary with Paul uh, currently. Uh, about oh, you are good for you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Uh, oh, but, uh, all of his ungovernable films. Yeah, it's about independent filmmaking in Boston. And I had him on the show a few years ago, and we just really clicked. And then he had uh, come out and filmed the rap party for Streets Run Red, which, which you're in. And uh, then he yeah, liked the yeah. stuff I filmed. So he, that's on the Blu-ray is like the specials. And uh, yeah, then we started doing this. But uh, so how did you get involved? How did you how did you come into contact with Paul? God, how did I? That's a good question. Hey, babe, do you remember... Um, how I got involved with Debbie. Oh, she's got her headphones in. <laughs> Debbie! <laughs> how, 
did I, how did we, how did I get involved with uh, Dave Sullivan and Paul for you know, ungovernable films and all that? How'd that happen? God, I can't remember now. I, I think I probably met him at Rock and Shock or something. Oh, that's probably at a, at a convention. I, I probably met Dave at Rock and Shock or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't remember, and I can't remember exactly, but I, I probably met him there. I would imagine. I would imagine I met him there, and uh, yeah. and I think what happened though is that after that, then they contacted me through Facebook Messenger or something like that. But yeah, I think I met him through there, and mm-hmm. um, and we just and we hit it off him. Dave and and Paul and I we we all we just hit it off completely just like 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 we like we grew up together or some shit you know what I mean yeah yeah uh, yeah they're yeah, both great really guys great oh yeah. yeah yeah just down you know completely down to earth and you know punk rock down to their souls and stuff you know like that's how <laughs> that's how I am you know what I mean you know don't really give a shit you know what i mean and and not uh, impressed with it not impressed with anybody you know especially myself you know what i mean uh, so so I, I dug it i dug it a lot and then paul's films man oh boy they hmm, they're brilliant but boy mm-hmm. oh boy well it's not really a butt to it it's just that man he really pushes that shit to the limit yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never seen anything and, like it, you know? Yeah, that's what I like about because there, there's a lot, you know, like you said, there's a lot of stuff, there's a lot of gross stuff and, and you know, uh, all this stuff, but there's also a lot of uh, messages in the mo- in the movies. That's, ex- that's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. No, he's brilliant. Yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah. You know, he's got it. And he has a lot of opinions and has a lot of principles and, and that are, you know, he, he's really a solid guy, just like Davis, you know, really solid, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And not just, you know, all over the map or, you know, I mean, you know exactly who these two guys are, you know, mm-hmm. when you talk to them. Yeah. yeah. Is that Paul on the line right now? No, hey, this is uh, Jake Vaughn. What's up? Oh, all right. Jake, how you doing? Hey, hey Jake. Jake. Hey, Tony, what's up? It's Jake. Remember me? Yeah, weren't you the guy that was fucking hung over in my scene and you couldn't get your fucking lines right, bro? No, oh, I made the mistake. I memorized all your lines, man. I, I forgot which character I was playing that night. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, what's up? It's Paul. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Very good, man. How you doing? I think good. I think good. Yeah, we're just chit-chatting about you. What's that? Your ears were burning, pal. Yeah, I heard you talking about. I, I was listening in. I was I was letting you guys, you know, talk about talk a little bit without me chiming in to make sure you weren't going to talk shit. So, uh, but you guys were. No, we won't do. We won't talk shit behind your back. Oh, I, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> we'll do it right to your face. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was trying you to remember, pal. Do you remember that? Paul? How you got? Do you remember how you guys met and get in contact? Yeah, how did how did that? It was all it was all Dave. Uh, I mean, Tony, we had a list of people right. that we were that we were interested in in casting. Um, uh-huh. A lot of like you know, B movie uh, B movie guys, horror guys, etc. And right, uh, right. your name was on there. And I think Dave, I just said Dave, call as many people from this list as you can and see what's up and. 
by the time he got through the list, he was like, all right, Tony Moran's our guy. He's the coolest guy on the list, and he's totally down. So the rest is history. Oh, okay. So I didn't meet him at Rock and Shock or anything like that? I don't think so. I think oh, the first okay. time we met was uh, was at, um, what was that, TGI Fridays or something, or Chili's? And, uh, oh, yeah, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. That's yeah, right. With, with, That's with right. Nick Kramer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do uh, remember that now. Oh yeah. Well, I remember that. I remember that. I just, I just couldn't remember how we met. I, I guess he just called me, huh? Or he had a no, message, I, message me through Facebook first. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and then probably. I, we then we called. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I think I don't think he actually knows how to converse with somebody with his mouth. I think it's all through Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> his entire life is on Facebook. <laughs> for be, for better and worse. <laughs> I think, well, I, I think Paul, he call him on his, on his phone. He's actually he hired somebody that day to talk for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember the hotel he got me to was really nice, too. It was a great hotel. I remember that. Oh, up in Burlington, yeah. I, I was, yeah, yeah, every time we dropped guys off, I was like, oh, I wish I could stay there. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> yeah. But I had it. Had What's that? That was all tra- Tracy's the, uh, you get, I mean, Tracy's the one that makes sure everyone's handled, handled all that stuff. Yeah. 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 Me, me and Dave would throw everyone in a, in a, a doghouse if, if we could, uh, Tracy would make sure. I've stayed in, I've stayed in a couple basements out in the East coast before. So I just didn't want to, I just didn't want, I didn't want to bring that up though. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh you have oh I got a basement for you <laughs> so when you uh, so when you had them you had them in mind for uh, for your front government force uh, did you Absolutely. always have them picked out to be the mob ba- the mob boss or you just wanted to include them in some role you know I think it was I think that the mob that the mob boss role was uh was one of the few roles we had kind of reserved for whoever we ended up getting um so i think that like we didn't really know who we were going to be able to afford who we'd be able to connect with whose schedules would work so we didn't we we held off on casting um most of the roles not all the roles and then when we kind of realized who we were working with or who, who we were able to work with we and uh, we we had like a few roles set aside that were that we've been saving just in case, and the mob boss was definitely one of them. Um, and actually, Debbie Rashawn uh, was originally I was going to write her a role, just write a role in as one of the like a mob boss's wife or something like that. And I oh, thought yeah. there's a version yeah. of the script that has that in there. But then uh, I think I realized that that making the her character, she played uh, this character, Doctor Galton that was supposed to be a guy. And I was like, Oh, you know, what would be cool is making it like a girl, like a, a female Nazi doctor. That's right. I remember hearing about that. That's really cool. Right. Uh, I remember hearing yeah, that. Yeah. 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 So I think that the, the role of the, the mob boss was, was one of the ones we had kind of like set aside and held off on casting until we knew who we were going to get. And then it, I mean, it was a perfect fit. So it, it worked out. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah. That was, that was, a, that was a good time. Yeah. 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 And you're, I had a lot of dialogue for that scene, and I, I, from what I understand, I remember either Paul or Dave told me that, like you, you did that, and like, uh, you know, there's not a lot of cuts in, in in the big dialogue scene you had. 
Right. Right. Yeah. So what? Do you, so I'm sorry. What? 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 Are you, what? Are you, what are you saying? Well, I just mentioned that. But what, what? What did you think about playing a mob boss? Had you ever done a role like that before? No, and it was my first time, and I just was like chomping at the bit, chomping at the bit. I, I couldn't wait to do that. I mean, I thought, man, I know how to do that shit, I, and I've been I've been waiting my whole life to try something like that, you know. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and 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 uh, and there was a, a mob guy that played. It was a, was one of the uh, extras there too. And yeah, there was he, a guy he, in the room he, that was actually, he was actually uh, in, in the mafia. Yeah, <laughs> a gangster yeah, from South Asia. Uh-huh. And he uh, he gave me a compliment, you know. He said that, you know, I really like your accent, you know. <laughs> I'm like, cool, cool, man, cool. <laughs> so he bought it, you know, every, everybody, everybody seemed to buy it. Say what? He said, hey, which family are you from? no i i know i know paul referenced it when he called in but i did have this in my notes because i heard stories about uh that you had some differences with the lead and uncoverable force who i did or paul yeah you did i believe uh, tony oh um had some differences yeah oh that that piece of shit yeah and fucking that guy, that fucking guy comes over hungover and he can't fucking remember his lines. <laughs> Couldn't remember his lines, you know? I was like, what? Dude, are you kidding me? And, you know, Paul knows me. Paul knows me very well. I'm, I'm the least affected type of actor or, or horror guy probably, right? That you probably met, right? I'm, very, I'm, very I'm no cool, different very than you. Yeah, I'm no, no different than you or anybody or... else. Yeah. So it wasn't that. It wasn't like I was being a prima donna. It wasn't it had not not nothing to do about that. It was like, dude, I would never do this to you. I, you know, that's just respect. You don't do this shit. And, you know, a few times, it's, it's like three or four times. Okay, no problem. But, I mean, I mean, really? I mean, again, you can't get this fucking line down, bro? You know? The worst was he uh, and, and and Jake and I are we're we're, we're friends, so I can I can say this, uh, and I I've messed with him a few times uh, about 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 that day, but uh, yeah, he showed up. He didn't show up actually. He he was sleeping way past his right. call time, and so we ended yeah, up sending Alex to go like basically kick. I, I basically said to Alex, if you have to kick his door and kick his door, and like we only have twenty for one day and. I'll replace the fucking door. We need Jake here now. <laughs> so, <laughs> Alex drove yeah. to, uh, I, I think, like, JP or, or uh, Mission Hill, wherever Jake lived, and uh, and and ever and did, did just short of kicking his door, and he was pounding on the door, and finally Jake said, oh, hey, what time is it? And Alex was like, get in the fucking car. And then, you know, the rest is, he was, he, yeah, he didn't remember, like, any of his lines. He was hungover, you name it. Right, right. Uh, right. I got to tell yeah. you, Tony, the the funniest thing was a few weeks later we had the scene where where Jake's character like got his ass handed to him in the uh in the mosh pit. And we nice. it, it was all pretty real. We were all kicking and punching him in the pit. And I mean, he knew he, he knew we were going to be rough and he was he was all right with it, but he was like, "Oh, man, you guys are really rough on me." And we're like, "Yeah, well, you know, that's what you get." And then a few days later I get this text um and it just said, "Hey, I heard you beat up Jake Vaughn, good job. And uh, I'm like, 
Who's texting me from an A one eight number? I knew that was L A. Tony Moran. I'm like, oh, what's up? <laughs> 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 that was funny. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I mean, it, it's not like I didn't like the guy. I liked the guy, you know. And, yeah, and, and yeah. it wasn't it wasn't that it was like it wasn't like a personal thing. It was just like it was just strictly business, man. But yep. and you know, you and you saw me, Paul, man. I was fucking. How patient was I? How what? How, how patient was I for a long time? Oh yeah, you very patient. <laughs> In fact, when you finally. Yeah. Like we're like, dude, what the fuck is wrong? We're like, thank you. Someone said it. <laughs> yeah, right. I was patient for a long time, and it was like, and then it was just like, okay, this is just re- ridiculous. <laughs> this is ridiculous, dude. Oh, you yeah. got you got to get your shit going here, man. So, anyway, <laughs> anyway, yeah. fun times though. I uh, love working so- with with Paul and, and Dave, man. It was just the fucking yeah. best, the best. Yeah, it really is mutual. Yeah, because see, what, here's what happens, man. Because when when you when you're involved with a filmmaker like Paul and Dave and and and, and a, a couple others that I know, but more but more like Dave and Paul because they're they're more like me than 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 other people that I work with. Then I get a sense of like um, of uh, of relaxation and trust and. Uh, uh, I, I can be any, I can, I can, I can do my thing, you know, because I've got complete trust in the situation and I don't have to worry about anything. You know what I mean? And, I, and, oh. and the relax and, and relaxation and, and, and uh, um, just being able to be me, you know, when, and whatever I'm doing with the role is so important that, you know, it's sort of like a lot of actors, they don't, you know, they, they get these accolades, you know, and uh, and they and what they sometimes forget to say is that that well if it wasn't for the crew though meaning the director all the way down to the lighting and sound if it wasn't for all those guys making me feel so fucking comfortable there's no way I'd be able to do that shit in, in the way I wanted to do it exactly you know yeah. you're, 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 effort yeah yeah exactly and I mean the feeling so. we feel the same way I mean. We don't, we, and that's like the, my biggest thing is, uh, uh, and I don't mind by saying this, I'm not implying that, that talent isn't one of your fortes because it certainly is. But, um, I look for, before I look for talent in an actor, I look for how easy is this person to work with? I'd rather work with someone who's, you know, blind, deaf, and dumb, but shows up on time and, and knows, exactly. their, knows their, their, their cues than someone who's like a perfect Shakespearean actor. And I mean, we lucked out with you, Tony, you're both, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thank you. But, but an yeah, asshole to work that. with, I know. But was it <laughs> but an asshole to work with? It's not worth it. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. You know. Uh, and uh, so, you know, it's uh, it just means a lot to me. You know. So when I got to when you offered me the second film, I was like, oh yes. You know, I was like <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then I, I and then. And then I flipped you a, a, a freebie on it, you know what I mean? Because I loved you guys so much, you know. Oh yeah, so, exactly. That, so, that, that was that was that was awesome. Yeah, and it's yeah, a much like different. A, it's a much different role. It really was, and I, it was a great, It was so cool, uh, you know, experimenting. Uh, you know, it, it, with the first one, you know, we were 
you know, we were, it was, you know, we were crunched for time. We, we, we were on the second one too, but you know, we had, we had, you know, a lot to, a lot going on. We had to get it done no matter what, but this one, I felt like we were a lot, a lot better equipped to uh, kind of experiment with it and try new things. And you know what I mean? Right. Cool. Right. Right. You know, it was wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I got to you, play something completely different. You know, yeah. the reporter was completely different yeah. than anything I've, I've ever to- done before. Going back to what you said about you know uh, trusting Paul and Dave, if uh, if you didn't have that, would you? If someone offered like a role like that, would you have uh, hesitated? But since you like you trust these guys, you thought, well, you know, this will no, work. It no, is I, I probably. Well, well, okay, that there's different levels of what you're talking about, though. So, so let's say, um, well, I've been there. I mean, where. I don't trust them as much, you know, who I was working with and I don't know them that well. And I don't quite sync with them on a personal level either. You know, mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're fine people and all that, but I just don't get them or whatever. And I, and, and I still work and it's fine, but it's not, it's just not as free. So you see, as an actor, the freer you feel, and the most, and the more trusted that you feel, and more comfortable you feel, well, shit, man, you can do whatever. You can just, there's no limit. You know what I mean? And so and true. it it and then that will affect the other actors also, and that'll also affect the crew. You know what I mean? It's but if it's an uncomfortable, yeah. if it's an uncomfortable situation where it's really no fault of anybody, it's just you know we don't think or whatever, we just don't understand each other or whatever it is. Um, mm. And I've I've been there a number of times too on films. Well, it's fine. It's just it's just not as a great as experience as you know Dave and Paul and me get to have. You know what I mean? Sure. It's just not. It just isn't. You know. Yeah. And that's set in stone now. You know. So. Mm-hmm. It'll never uh, have you seen us three, us three. Yeah. Have you seen uh, Streets Run Red, the the finished movie? No. No, I haven't seen that yet. Right. I haven't seen it. Did I, I didn't send that to you yet, Tony? No, not yet. Uh, not yet. Remind me on Facebook. I'll send you. Uh, I'll send it to you. Okay. Well, appreciate that. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. I I I uh, I must have dropped the ball. I, I had meant to. But uh, not, yeah, it's Neil, not a problem. Yeah. Neil, I knew. Uh, I knew Neil, sooner or later uh, I'd get it. What's that? I knew sooner or later I'd get it. Well, of course, of course. Uh, yeah. Neil, yeah. Neil came to the screening. Had a chance to see it. I think. Yeah, I think I've seen it three or four times now. I saw it uh, at oh, Dave's right. house, and then, and then I saw it twice uh, uh, when he did the premiere. That's right. Nice. Yeah, Neil was part of our uh, test audience. Oh, yeah. cool, cool. What do you th- what did uh, you yeah. think of my character, Neil? I thought it was great. I thought, like I said, it was totally different, and uh, was very. It was it was cool to see a different side of you, and uh, it totally worked in the movie. This, uh, you and uh, who's the actor? Who's the um, uh, uh, Paul, the actor who do, who does the who's the he's also a wrestler. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> but uh, yeah, both of you guys are, are are great. Like uh, you know, uh, uh, com- like nice comic relief in the in the film. Really yeah, we had good uh, good. Him and I had good chemistry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that guy a lot too. I I'm, <laughs> I think he's very funny in in any of Paul's movies. Yeah, yeah. He he yeah. And he always ends up making a. Uh, a, a larger than life connection with his his cohorts on screen. Um, yeah, because, yeah. But it was it was cool to see that you be that person this time. That was that was awesome. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. It was awesome. It was incredible. He was so much fun to work with, man. Jesus Christ. Because really? yeah, he just he just is not shy about anything, you know? And that's, <laughs> that's just fucking perfect. And that's perfect, you know? That's we perfect. We have him uh, peeing in his own mouth in a hockey holocaust. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's oh, a good skill. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually almost finished working on um, like a little behind the scenes documentary from Streets Run Red that we were filming while we were shooting. Neil was talking to me about that. That's great. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Putting the finishing touches on it now. Very cool. Very cool. Good idea. Great idea. I even thought of that until you just said it. And I was like, oh, you know what? Did I see Tony yesterday? Oh, no, I was editing footage of Tony. (laughs) 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 So I see. Yeah, well, I'm glad my. I'd like to work together or something. Sorry. Yeah. No, I'm just glad my. I got an outside opinion from you, Neil, about my character in that movie because I was was taking a huge chance on that one, man. I was pushing the limits on that one. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I, 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 but yeah, my instincts were just telling me to go for it and go that route. And I was like, all right, you know, so I'm glad it yeah. worked out. I'm glad it yeah. worked out. Yeah. And you could tell you're totally committed to that, to the role. So it definitely, you know, really works then. Yeah. No leakages in it. Yeah. No, no holes in it. <laughs> yeah. It definitely. was funny because, uh, uh, my wife, Selena was doing the wardrobe and, um, I was like, hey, so how's Tony's wardrobe coming? Because, you know, uh, uh, of course, um, I don't know if everybody else in the in the podcast world knows this, but, you know, we, do, we don't see you until the night before we shoot, and then you're gone two days later. So we have, like, almost no time, to, no time in, you know, face-to-face to prepare for the role. That's right. So, That's right. So I know you and Selena were talking about wardrobe, and I had this idea of, of your character in mind. Like, you know, it, it was very, like, you know, kind of dynamic a character as you brought to the table. So when she she said, Oh yeah, he has his whole all his whole wardrobe picked out and he's really specific about it. I was like, Hey, he if he knows what he's if he knows what he's doing, then that's great. Tell him to show up and we'll have that stuff ready for him and then you showed up and it was a completely different character than I had envisioned and probably about <laughs> times better. <laughs> I was like, this is well, I had never thought of this. <laughs> well thanks, pal. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. That was that was a good time, man. That was a fun time. Yeah, and I took it seriously. Cool. I took it seriously. Don't get me wrong, man. You know I did. But it oh, was a course. fucking of blast. Course. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it was a blast. Yeah. I talked to the lead kid, the black kid, because he had to do some one of the scenes, and he was really nervous that day, and I talked to him for a while, you know, and tried to calm yeah, him down yeah. and stuff. and try to try to chill him out a little bit because he was pretty nervous but uh he's uh he did oh yeah he's he, okay he's a, yeah he was he was uh he was cool he was really intense yeah so, uh, with, the, with exactly. that role yeah yeah so uh paul how, how can you uh find ungovernable force and uh streets when red you are you asking me that yeah so people out there uh, can uh how, how can they buy it or find it Streets Run Red. Well, it's it's uh, it's, it's hopefully hitting festivals soon. Uh, we just submitted to several dozen festivals, several more to to go uh, once they they open up. So um, once we start hearing back, we'll we'll be letting people know on Facebook and on our website, uh, ungovernablefilms.com. dot uh, com, 
and I'm sure we'll be tweeting about it and all the other social media stuff that I have no idea how to use. But uh, <laughs> my cohort. Neither do I. Neither do I, bro. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, Facebook, uh, Ungovernable Films, and then UngovernableFilms.com is what I'd recommend if you want to find out what's going on. Yeah, sure. Perfect. And uh, Ungo- Ungovernable Force is on uh, DVD and Blu-ray, right? That is, yes. That's already out on VHS, DVD and Blu-ray. DVD and Blu-ray can be bought you know, on Amazon and uh, through Brinkvision, the uh, distributor. And then we sell the VHS tapes uh, on our website for anyone that wants to buy those. And they're they're very limited edition, and we only have, like, less than a dozen left, I think. No, no I bet so, you that's a big seller right there, man. Oh, big time. On v- yeah, VHS. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, cool. And then Honky Holocaust, uh, you know, on Blu-ray and everything. But, uh, and that's through Troma. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, thank you. Thanks for calling in, Paul. And uh, will you guys be working together in the future? Hopefully, Hopefully. I got my fingers crossed. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I'd be very surprised to to wake up fifty years from now and find that we never worked to get together again. So I'm sure it'll happen. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. figure something out. Absolutely. Right. Beautiful, Paul. I'll... Great talking to you, pal. Likewise, my man. Good to good to hear from I you. I love Tony. I love you, buddy. I love you, man. You too, man, much love from from Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah, I can't wait to see you guys again. Likewise. Neil, good to talk to you too, man. Yeah, of course. And I'll be seeing you soon. Absolutely. All right, peace out, guys. See you, man. Bye. Okay, cool. Uh, well, thanks, uh, guys. I appreciate yeah. it. It was great. And uh, we'll have to do it again uh, sooner than five yeah, we years. Don't... We'll have you back. Yeah, sooner than five years for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree. All right. Yeah, I really appreciate well, I, you having me on. Yeah, I love uh, love having so you on. Much. It's always a good time. Yeah, uh, Death House yeah, is uh, on the March second, and uh, he mentioned the Undergarble film stuff. And you can find Tony Moran. Uh, just search Tony Moran. I'm sure you can find you all over uh, yeah. Facebook or, or wherever. Uh-huh. Yeah, and Instagram. And it's, it's Twitter. It's pretty easy. Yeah. Pretty easy to find me. Very cool. Well, I appreciate right. you doing this. Well, no, I appreciate you asking me and, and, and having me on. I really do appreciate it. Thank Very you. Cool. Thanks, man. Have a good yeah, night. Thanks again. Okay. Have a good one. All right. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you.
All right, and we are back here once again at Without Your Head, the station of decapitation, and I'm still Nasty Deal. And I think I remain terrible, Troy. Mm-hmm. want to thank everyone so far tonight. Patrick Barnett was a really fun uh, um, guest here on the show. I actually saw a cough, and I wanted to mention this. I, I really dug it, and it's got a lot of cool twists, so I don't want to give that away, but I've not seen Coffin too, so I'm interested in that. Oh, cool. And uh, huge to thanks to Tony. Yeah, it was it was cool. cool. And uh, Tony Moran, always excellent on the show. Oh yeah, uh, third time here. He's a real man's man. He's a good guy. Yep. And I'm looking forward to seeing him in Death House. Oh yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping we can get think- to that movie somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's coming to Netflix in April, but I would like to see it on the big screen if possible. Yeah. I wonder, though, you know, it might be one of those that after uh, it goes to Netflix, maybe then it'll have a resurgence or something. Yeah. I've been noticing that that with movies lately. Sometimes they come back around, which is kind of nice. Yeah, actually, uh, at the AMC Lowell's here in in Boston, I, I saw yesterday they were showing... It was like a two-day event. They're showing all the movies that were up for best film this year. That's awesome. Yeah, That's really, I really wish cool. I would have known earlier. I would have. I might have just went up and watched them all. Yeah, I've done a big marathon. Yeah, <laughs> it's been fun. I did see uh, a, uh, a sneak preview, an advanced screening of Annihilation, and um, I, um, I'll just say the ads really uh, make it seem like a different movie than it is. The, the ads are really heavy on the on the monsters. Mm-hmm. And there really are no monsters in the movie. There are two Ooh. creatures. I don't want to give away most of the, you know, too much of the movie. Right. Um, and it's uh, not not really a big part of the film. This, the ones, you know, in a few scenes, the other ones really in just one scene. And uh, so, if you go in thinking you're watching a monster movie, you're not. That's not what you're getting. It's science. It's it's a uh, more of a thought provoking science fiction film, which is totally fine. But I was in the the mind frame that I was seeing a monster movie, so I would yeah. like to give it another shot, you know. But I will say I really, really like the story and and everyone in it's great. Uh, it looks amazing, but it is uh, uh, it was kind of honestly it was kind of dull. It's very long and, and kind of dull. But uh, um, if I would have known going in what kind of movie it is, I might have liked it better. Yeah. Yeah, I I would probably be misled as well because from the ads, I that's what I thought it was. I thought we had talked about it before, and it seemed more like maybe like the mist or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it is like this a similar idea of the setup, but it's not really a monster or action movie, mm-hmm. which is fine. Yeah, but, but it, that's what I, I thought it was. Yeah, it's a uh, it's got. Some kind of some when I say 2001, I don't really mean like they're in outer space or anything, but it has that kind of feel where not everything is explained and it's kind of left up to, to your interpretation, which I always like in a movie too. Yep, so I think it's worth seeing, but uh, go in knowing you know what the movie is if you like a, a more um, science fiction that isn't about action, though. When I say that uh some of the action scenes in it especially near the end i don't want to give away the movie it's kind of how i felt about um uh what was that alien movie uh prometheus because like you meet like this being and instead of doing something cool it's just kind of like they start punching oh no to me that's 
Yeah, that's always kind of a big letdown. Yeah, that's not what I'm looking forward to, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of, I, I would like to see it again to give it a real good uh, review, but I can't say I was in love with it. Uh, uh, but I definitely didn't hate it either. Okay. That's a good thing, but I don't know. I'm still... I don't know. That one sounds more... I think I'd be more on the negative side. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're going to review here Mad Monster um, Party Experience. But real quick, one other one to know. Go over to Facebook.com slash group slash Without Your Head Horror and join in on the fun. Uh, during the live shows, you can you know, post comments and questions. And all week long, you can post news and read all the news and interact with everybody. And a big thanks to Juju B, who is our new uh, moderator on the group. And uh, she's been posting a lot of cool uh, links and stuff. So uh, come on, read some news. And I know you can go to the websites and read them, but uh, it's fun to interact with everybody in the group. Oh, yeah. I think we have a lot of, like, good people there. Everybody's got a pretty good sense of humor and yeah, a lot of yeah. diverse, I, you know, um, people. I mean, not everybody likes the same stuff, and that's always nice to see. You know, you get some yeah. people like going in for the more slash or gore stuff, and then you know some people going in for more of like the you know the mental stuff, and you know just all kinds of good people. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Come on in, definitely. So I do want to mention uh, real quick before we get to Mad Monster Two is uh, she posted a thing about Netflix latest addictive drama is the Frankenstein Chronicles. And I've not seen an episode. We can't really talk about it yet. But I know our mom loves the show. She's uh, binge-watching it. She watched her first season in like a day or two. Did she? She watched and, all six episodes? I'm only yeah, two episodes in. Oh, you you have started watching it. Oh, yes, yes. So, what, so far, they haven't killed Sean Bean, <laughs> which is good. Some, two episodes Someone in. had asked if he died in the first episode. <laughs> Maybe the, the end of the first season. I mean, I think there's six uh Shows each is so far. I love it. I, I I'm a sucker for, um, I don't know any any like period thing that has like uh, like London is just this muddy, nasty, ugly place, yeah, and yeah. they definitely have London as this muddy, nasty, ugly place with a lot of ugly, dirty people. And it's really not about Frankenstein, right? Well. That's it's kind of cool. I I don't think I'm giving much away because you probably see this just in the trailer that mm-hmm. um, Frankenstein is um, the doctor, right? Doctor. Well, it's it's not even that. It's the book. Oh wow! So they find. I'll just kind of give you the like a brief thing on the first episode because you find mm-hmm. this thing right away. Um, uh, Sean Bean's a cop. And uh, he's working like the um, the Thames, so he he's like kind of a river police, basically. And uh, so while they're doing like a like a sting thing on smugglers, they they find this body that washed ashore, and it's like um, this little girl, but she's all deformed. And she's dead because she was floating around in the Thames for however long. And then as he, like, examines the body, she grabs him. And you don't really know if it's just, like, his mind playing tricks on him or it really did. 
And then when they bring it in and have it examined, it's actually seven kids all sewn together. And uh, oh wow! So the government thinks it's like somebody um, doing like a publicity stunt, trying to be against this new law they're trying to pass about you know. Um, I forget exactly how it goes, but they're trying to do away with the whole grave robber type people, you know, so that the uh, medical colleges can get cadavers. And they're just going to treat, like, cadavers as just kind of, you know, the schools are welcome to them, you know. And so mm-hmm. it's going to put these people out of out of a job. So um, they think that, you know, somebody's just doing this. But Bean thinks like there might be something more to it, so he's kind of looking into it. And uh, and his character is great because you don't really know. And this is all stuff from first episode, so I'm I'm really not giving too much away. Mm-hmm. But he's got syphilis, so you don't know. Like he might just be having complete hallucinations about all this. Mm-hmm. And so um, they're gonna go see Mary Shelley about her book. Uh, so all all that stuff was taken as, you know, as the novel. So it's not like, I don't know, maybe there will be a Dr. Frankenstein eventually in the show. But yeah. so far, I'm definitely intrigued by it. I, I really dig it so yeah. far. It sounds great. And, yeah. uh, you know, I love him, um, Sean Bean. Ha- oh, yeah. um, have you seen, have you watched any of the Alienists? Because it's a, it's a time period, too, and it's in uh, England. And it's about uh, a guy like uh, researching a serial killer. I really like it too. I've only actually yeah, watched I've been... two episodes of it too. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm further into it. Yeah, I love it. I think it's a great show. Yep, I love the look of that one too. Yeah, the, uh... it's, it's got a great cast. Yep, yep. So so far, both of those, I'm, I'm really liking them both. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I think there's just two ep- two seasons of Frankenstein Chronicles. I don't know if they're going to do more because I think it was filmed a couple years ago already. So it must have been like a BBC thing or something. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't know. Maybe, you never know though. With with Netflix, if it does really well, sometimes they pick something up and start doing new seasons. So. Yeah, that's true. And I, you know, and I have no unless, idea unless where it it's going to a finite ending. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. I, yeah, I don't really know. So I'm gonna start watching that too. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I think once so, you watch uh, the first one, you'll definitely be hooked. Mm-hmm. So we have not seen Black Panther, yet, but we'll talk about that next week. We would have seen it, but uh, we were at Mad Monster. Yeah. A uh, couple quick questions here before we get to the Mad Monster. Derek Deal wants to know if we thoughts on the new Hellraiser. I've not seen it yet, but I personally think it looks good. I haven't heard uh, very good reviews though. I think everyone kind of says it's not so hot. Mm-hmm. But, now, uh, is it is it at the theaters now, or was it? A no, direct, I think uh, I, th- I think it's put was right to uh, DVD. Oh, I don't okay. think it's on video on demand. I was trying to find it. I was gonna like rent it, but I think it's only on DVD and Blu-ray oh. at the moment. Okay. Um, I heard some people say the new uh, Day of the Dead wasn't bad, so I would like to see both of them. I mean, I don't really have high hopes, but uh, I'd like to watch them anyway. Yeah, I'll go in with an open mind on both. Yeah. And Andy Frassard, he wants to know, do we get to talk to Nick Castle about the new Halloween and Mad Monster? Uh-huh. Well, that will lead us in to Mad Monster 2018. It was uh, three years since I've been to a Mad Monster. And I had never been to one. one. 
Yeah, so it was very, very cool. I made my turn, and Troy made his debut. Yep, yep. So that was cool. It was also the first convention of any type that I've been to in probably yeah, I think three five years. years. Oh, four or five years, maybe, I yeah. Think so, yeah. Unless I'm missing something, I think so. Yeah, you might be uh, right. It has yeah. been a while. And our boy Jason Mitten was there with us, who does amazing reviews on Without Your Head page. Oh, uh, yeah. Watching movies with Jason. And uh, he has his own Twitter account now and Instagram. So look for the, the Headless Critic and uh, add him and follow him. He's a good man. Oh, definitely. And he'll also, he'll, you know, guide you on your way if you're looking for like a good movie to see or a good one to avoid. He's usually yeah. the voice of reason with, with movies. Mm hmm. And um, uh, President Clinton from our uh, sister show, In Your Head, the wrestling show, uh, made the scene. So it was very cool, all four of us being at a Mad Monster. Oh, that was awesome. And I, I hadn't seen him in probably five years. Yeah, yeah. So it was, uh, we had an excellent time. Just Mad Monster is such a good convention because uh, they have great guests, awesome vendors. I myself got a bunch of stuff. And uh, the place was packed. It was jamming. Oh, it was it, it was just the way um, that I think if, if you were going to run a horror convention, their setup was probably the best way to do it. Because yes. there were no overlapping vendors. You know, so it wasn't like mm -hmm. everybody had T-shirts or everybody had a certain thing. There was mm -hmm. such a diversity in, in all the... Uh, you know, and all the, the stuff they had to sell. And that was so nice mm -hmm. to see. Definitely. And uh, they we didn't get to the panels, but uh, the panels that they had uh, were, were great lineups. And I heard, uh, you know, all great things about them. And if you ever go to a Mad Monster uh, panel, Levi Tinker uh, is the host. And he also runs the Chinese theater in uh, in uh, Hollywood. And uh, he's just a great, uh, a great host for, for the, the type, those type of events. Seemed like a super good guy, too. Yeah, uh, he's a really nice really, guy. Really, really did seem like a nice guy. Yeah. And uh, this is the, the friendliest I've ever seen, Eben. And I think it's, uh, he turned, <laughs> uh, he became vegan recently. And uh, he does seem much more uh, pleasant. Not that he was a mean guy, but he used to look very angry. But he seemed to uh, be in a good mood. He's always been nice to me. Yeah, yep. Yeah, he seemed he seemed happy. Everything seemed to go well. Yeah, and and there were yeah. some crazy things like the power went out at the hotel, yes. and yes, mm -hmm. you know, so the, it was a recipe of things that could have gone bad, but everything exactly. seemed to work out. Yeah, and his uh, his wife Jenny was uh, is there. She's always uh, very pleasant. She's always very cool. Uh, Joe Mo is his partner, and he's a great guy. Mm -hmm. uh, he was very happy. I had a monster shirt on and give me a big hug. <laughs> and so, yeah, so everything, uh, and you know what? Uh, I'm not a big like VIP party guy, but I've been to them at other conventions and they're usually very sad. It's like you go in there <laughs> and it's like two like lonely dudes, like dancing by themselves and saying like really weird lines to women. Yeah. Uh, I remember, I, I remember the, and it was with Annabelle at one of the conventions and this guy came up and asked what her name was. She's like Annabelle Lecter. And he's like, yeah, it tastes like beef jerky. And it was just like very awkward. Nice. So, yeah, uh, that's, so that's a different line. Yeah. So we just 
left and we went and ordered a pizza and, and ate it up in, in the <laughs> in the lot. <laughs> and then headed out the same convention. I remember it was being very lame and we went and played Uno in the lobby with the uh, cat weird and uh, Dana. <laughs> but this one, this place, this VIP party is packed. It was in a, it was a tent. And like you, there was like people standing outside looking in. It was just like, uh, I mean, if that's your deal, you would have had a great time as a place. Oh my God. Yeah. Yep. And everybody, everybody seemed to be having a blast. Yeah. So that was, that was real good. Good to see. Mm. Uh, Lance Hendrickson, great guy. Got a great picture. Uh, too bad we didn't get a video with him, but when we went to get the video, he had, uh, I think he had left or was doing something else. But he did, uh, he did uh, take an awesome sh- uh, picture wearing the without your head sunglasses. Oh my God. Yeah. What a cool guy. I just, yeah. I love me some Lance. Mm-hmm. And I like that he took credit for uh, creating without your head. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> even though he's on it, like after we were doing the show for years, but uh, I dig it. He's taking mm-hmm. it. And he laughed about it, so I'm not saying he's got like this. Big oh yeah, yeah. It was very, it was very amusing. He, uh, so, he yeah. just had great stories all weekend. I just, he was one of those guys that I just kind of gravitated towards, and just you know, he would just talk all morning. We'd have cigarettes, and he'd just talk with a group of people, and we just all listened to him. That gravelly, cool voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, and he, you saw more than I did because uh, you were out with, uh, with him smoking a lot. Yep, yep. It was always that morning tradition, you know. It always mm-hmm. seems like there's always that one cool guy, John Dugan sometimes, and uh, at the at the wrestling cons, it would be like Harley Race would be out there, and you could listen to him just, you know, telling stories in the morning. Always a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Not telling the kids to start smoking, but this is, you know, right, if right. you happen to be a smoker, uh-huh. yeah. there are good times to be had. Mm-hmm. And, uh, wow, great food in Charlotte. We uh, we, we ate very well. We went to uh, uh, two great barbecue places. Oh, yeah. The first was one like, was what? The, the city barbecue. City barbecue. And that was, I think, our cab driver, our uh, Uber driver. Our Uber driver, yeah. Now, that was just, that was awesome. And we had so much food. Uh, I was glad I was starving because uh, at least I could try everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. Because they just gave us a mountain of barbecue and it was fantastic. Everything yeah. was so good. And even gave us stuff to bring home, like, you know, uh, like a bag of goodies that included a uh, um, rub and a pretty, pretty uh, big size, you know, thing oh, around. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they so couldn't was, have been any nicer at that joint. No, definitely not. Uh, so that was great. Uh, Queen City Barbecue was also really good. Yep. I yep, probably like City like Barbecue better, but I still liked it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Same here. I was just bad. Bad Daddy Burger. Oh my God! The craziest, yummiest burger experience I think was that place. Yeah. I wish. I wish these places were closer, but. When we get, that's one we'll have to go back to because I'd like to try some of the other things. But oh, we, uh, I would like to try the one Troy got with the with the fried uh, cheese on the oh fried mozzarella. So Neil had showed us like the photo uh, of the place in this giant crazy looking burger with what we thought were like chicken tenders on top of the burger. Mm-hmm. 
So it was like this giant, like what, twelve ounce patty or ten ounce patty? Ten and, ounce. And, yeah, and then with these like chicken tender looking things, and then when we got there and looked at the menu, they were in fact buttermilk battered fried bacon. Uh-huh. And everyone, yeah, and everyone in the uh, who saw the picture thought it was like uh, you know uh, chicken strips. Yeah, yep, that's what they looked like. And, oh, my God, uh, that bacon lived up to its billing. Believe the hype. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was just crazy. And then on mine, I had fried mozzarella, which was like on a disc, so it was the size of my patty. And just, <laughs> oh, it was insane. Insanely good. So definitely go there when in Charlotte. And then um, we hit that breakfast place a few times. We hit a few mm-hmm. other little places here and there. And then we took Neil out for his birthday. We were joined yeah, by... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm jumping the gun. I just want to mention, we also went to an awesome wing place. Oh, I forgot about that place. That place like was more, tremendous. Uh, yeah, Moosehead, I forget the name of it. Something it? Moosehead. Yeah, yeah, we got 50 wings and uh, all these different sauces. and Well, some of them are dry rub and some more sauces. And uh, sometimes places, late, especially lately, I think they... Uh, they just go for heat and not flavor, but this place, yep. uh, they were just fantastic. Oh, each one just as good as the others. And the ones with the dry rub were so smoky and full of flavor. And then the sauce ones weren't like <coughs> just drenched in sauce. It was just enough of like a covering to just make them perfect. And then the waitress mm-hmm. was so nice. She even gave us a sample of, um, it was some kind of Carolina pepper sauce. That yeah, was like the exclusive Reaper, the Carolina, to there. Yeah, the, the Carolina Reaper, which yeah. I was in love with. I thought that was just the greatest, smokiest, hottest pepper. It was, it was, it, it packed the heat, but it it also had like a real depth of flavor to it. Yeah, yeah, that's, that place was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, good drinks too. Good drinks. Oh, and uh, inexpensive drinks too. Yeah, yeah a bunch five dollar specials. Yep. Uh-huh, so that's right up my alley. Yep. So, uh, yeah, so then it was, um, we went out for my birthday, even though it was Monday, but it was our last day there. And uh, big thanks to, to Jason, just great gifts, uh, too. He brought all oh, of us. that was um, awesome. Mitro, yeah, Mitro and Clinton, uh, but each had a bottle of uh, bourbon. Yep. He was like our Kentucky Mafia. He was just, you know, he was bootlegging for us. He just, exactly. he was a rolling bartender, that guy. He mm-hmm. just came and he's like, hey. Take a bottle. Okay, thanks, Chief. And then, uh, yes, so then, then for my birthday, he gave me another bottle of bourbon. So I have two bottles of bourbon brought home. And uh, he gave me a, a tea bagger, which is like a, it's like a, you know, rubber testicles that you put uh, loose tea in and, and uh, to brew with, which is very funny. Um, some cool patches. A, and actually, it's a. Uh, a well, those yeah. patches were the best. Yeah, a vintage uh, Mayor McCheese patch, which is awesome. People that just know screams you. Yeah, and a uh, um, a greasy strangler uh, bullshit artist patch, which is awesome. Yep. And then I couldn't believe it. He got the uh, the thing game, which I've been dying to get. Oh, it looked so cool. I love yeah. the look of that game. I don't know why I didn't think about it. Like a couple nights, we were just watching TV. We could have broke that game open and we could have played it. That's true. I don't know why we didn't. We, yeah. Yep. 
It would have been so perfect. Been, We're probably a yeah. little tipsy and didn't think probably. about that. Probably. So I'll probably I'm gonna try. I'll, you know what? I should read the rules and I'll bring it along to uh, Dallas. So uh, oh, there so you go. Without, have a little without your head, gang. Play uh, mm-hmm. some thing. The thing that would be pretty awesome. Oh yeah. So then we went to um, a place I found online. It's funny because I just found one like kind of high scale place because we wanted to go for steak. And I didn't know until Sunday that, you know, Troy and Jason had planned to uh, take me out for my birthday. So we went to this place, uh, the cellar at Ducksworth. And uh, Lawrence, um, uh, Lawrence, what's his last name? Had Lawrence uh, DeVincent. It, yeah. yeah, he he, uh, he joined us. Who uh, I'm a, Lawrence is a really nice guy. We've uh, known him for years for the conventions. And uh, I, uh, my famous story about going to, uh, this, the, uh, the trainee bar that Lawrence was, <laughs> and so, uh, so he made the scene and so I didn't know going in, I just thought the place had awesome looking drinks, but it's, it was an old speakeasy from like the thirties. And then it was, uh, you know, made into a restaurant. So you went downstairs on like a bunker and it was cool. Cause we started out, there was a little bit of a wait. So we went upstairs, which is a completely different restaurant. And they had like 150 beer on taps and uh, all kinds of crazy looking good stuff up upstairs. Mm-hmm. But then downstairs, yeah. the cellar was even more special, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if I would have more, if I wouldn't have been so full, I would have tried some more of the beers. They had like 150 beers on tap. And some of them sound crazy. It was like a French toast beer. Oh, yeah, they gave you this giant document with all the, the different things listed on it. <laughs> and then they had, like, a donut thing, too, that you could get. Oh, no, it was a cupcake uh, sampler, <laughs> which sounded really good, too. Yeah. So, yeah, that was awesome. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it's a, they had, like, an 1,800-degree oven. So, like, the steaks were was almost, I don't want to say, like, deep-fried. Because <clears throat> it wasn't greasy, but <clears throat> the same kind of idea where it's all this real intense heat on the outside, mm-hmm. so it gets like crispy, and then this you know the center stays nice and juicy. Oh, it was, it was a great place, and the drinks were just insane. Oh, and the waiter was top notch too. He described everything from the drinks to like the food, and everything just sounded fabulous, just the way like he described it. He made me want to eat everything on the menu and drink everything. Mm-hmm. He was like the best waiter we had in a long time. Yeah, he was great. So that was just a, a really nice time. Uh, uh, no complaints at all. Everything was just a, a good, the convention was great. Us hanging out was great. Uh, all the restaurants were excellent. Yep. It was uh, just a real pleasant time. Yeah, there, we didn't no really have any of any kind. Yeah. No, it was just an excellent time. It was, uh, yep. it was I'm Glad uh, you know that that was your return to the show to uh, the convention scene. Oh, same here, <laughs> same here. Because you know, because you're always kind of in the back of your mind, like, oh, geez, you never know what's going to happen. Maybe something stupid, yeah. you know. But no, everything everything worked out perfectly. Yeah, the, the Mad Mods so really puts on. Went. Yeah, Mad Mods really puts on a great show. Yep, want to thank Evan for being a wonderful host to us. Mm-hmm. And uh, I met Sean Clark for the first time. Which oh, that's very, right. Very cool. He's a very nice guy. He introduced himself. And uh, I'll just say it for years, I heard uh, all these terrible things about him. And uh, But he's a very nice guy. And, uh, uh, you know, 
again, there's drama free, so there's no drama gun from coming from him. And it was yep. uh, just, uh, just a good time. Uh, we got some interviews, uh, which will be up on the sites soon. We got really fun with uh, James Balsamo. Oh, yeah. Yep. Super, super cool guy. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, we uh, filmed a, uh, part of a movie with James Balsamo. That's right. That's right. That was my acting debut. Yeah, and he said he said you were both of us were natural actors. Yep. Neil was awesome. He he like he kind of stole the scene. He was he was just tremendous. I, I I think I was trying. I was. Uh, I think I learned from Mark Torgel. <laughs> I trying can to be kind of like kind of the the geeky nerdy dude. The doofus. But, uh, yeah. So hopefully he came through well. Everyone seemed to dig it. Oh yeah. So yep. years ago you saw Krampus me, you know. Yeah, yeah. Years ago I was Krampus. Now I'm I killed know. by Krampus. <laughs> Although so the that'll be up was, there. We thought you were taking a leak on the bush. We didn't know you were taking a leaf <laughs> from the bush. Uh-huh. And I'm uh-huh. like, how perfect is that for Neil, though? He gets mm-hmm. killed taking a leak on a bush, but exactly. taking a leaf from it was was pretty neat too. Yes, definitely. Uh, Will Bozarth interview? Uh, oh yeah, former guest, former host here on Without Your Head. It was, yeah, it was good to see a lot of old friends. Got yeah. to see Will and R.A. was there. Yes, R.A.'s a great man. Uh, I got an interview. I don't know if you know all the interviews I got because I think we're, we were separated there. But, uh, yep. yes, so I got an interview with with R.A. and uh, Jeff Burr, who uh, who directed Leatherface. They oh, got very one nice. Them together. Uh, Harrison Smith, the director of Death House. Oh, very good. Uh, Eugene Clark in in makeup in zombie makeup, Big Daddy yeah, from Land cool. of the Dead. Yeah, I forgot to bring my Land of the Dead. I'm actually wearing a Land of the Dead Big Daddy shirt right now. Nice. Uh, Nick Castle. Um, oh yeah, pretty wild to be with him. Uh, Tom Savini, who a lot of people Savini. always say bad things about, but uh, I always have pleasant experiences. And yeah, uh, it was a really good interview good with him. Us. Yeah. And, uh, and, um, there's one more here. Oh, Jeanette Goldstein from, um, from near dark and from aliens. Oh, uh, nice. Yep. That was sweet. That was, that was a great interview. So yeah, we, uh, we I hope everyone's looking on like aliens row. Yeah. Everyone yeah. was aliens except us. Yep. <laughs> Should have just said we were. That's true. And like, yeah, I was the like, face yeah, we were... hugger, and uh... <laughs> I was an egg. Yep, yep. I was the little girl. <laughs> yep, we've grown up since then. Jason uh-huh. was, uh, what was he? He might have been a chest burster. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> and Clinton. Uh-huh. It's uh, Bill Paxton. <laughs> exactly. What about it? Uh, so, uh, so all, so all those will be coming up to up on the uh, YouTube soon. So, uh, subscribe to YouTube dot YouTube dot com slash without your head. Uh, subscribe. Right. I think we're well, last I checked, we were one away from fifteen hundred subscribers, which so oh, we no might kidding. have passed it. So, yes. And uh, so we do make uh, there's new rules. Everyone's talking about uh, or mad about a lot of people. Um, you need 
to monetize now on YouTube, you need a thousand subscribers, which we have, and over four thousand hours of watch time, um, which we have way, 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 way more. So, uh, so we do meet the criteria, but it is sad that people, you know, who have, uh, you know, just started or something, you know, uh, you can no longer monetize. But I guess at the same time, like. If you don't have that many views, you're probably not getting much anyway. So, right. But uh, anyway, uh, we meet there. But keep subscribing and watching and commenting, so we can not not so we can make, make money. But uh, I like to see people liking the show. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> and you can yeah subscribe on iTunes and Google Play and uh, leave some comments and uh, and rate on there. I'm not exactly sure what the point like what we get out of it, but. I just like to see uh I like to see ratings and I like to see comments. Oh yeah. It makes me happy. So uh, uh, what would you what would you say was your highlight of uh Mad Monster? Oh man. Um well, I, I think I'd be remiss if I didn't say uh that I made a new friend in, in Seth Summers at the uh Mad Monster mm. as well. That's really very nice cool. Guy. Yep, yep. Um, I think, uh, maybe meeting Jason cause I, I've, I've always wanted to meet mm-hmm. him and, uh, and he was an even nicer, cooler guy than I expected. Mm-hmm. I really, really liked him, liked him a ton. Yeah. He was just one of those people. He just fit right into place with us and just kind of mm-hmm. had our sense of humor and just a mellow, cool guy. I liked him. Uh, I liked him an awful lot. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. He's really a really great addition to uh, Without Your Head. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I really just I think just the whole thing is really a highlight for me. I, I like really like the whole time and uh, meeting Jason again and, and Clinton and having you there and it was just a just all around great time. Oh yeah, yep, I agree. I think uh, everything everything was was even better than I thought it was going to be, and I thought it was going to be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, the next one will be at. I don't know if Troy will be there, but uh, he uh, he probably won't. But but uh, without your head, will be there. Me, myself, and Jason, anyway. And I know a lot of uh, people are live in the area and make it out there, like Derek Neal and, and whatnot. Uh, we'll be at uh, Texas Frightmare Weekend in Dallas coming up May fourth, fifth, and sixth weekend. Oh, that's awesome! And they just announced. That uh, all, the whole Losers Club is going to be there from the from it from the new it. Oh, nice! All the kids. Oh, that's all six of cool. them. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. I wonder yeah. if well, maybe we'll try to get one on the show. That'd be pretty fun. Oh, I think so. Yeah, and also uh, two guests from um, from the original House uh, on the Last House on the Left. Mark uh, Scheffler and uh, Jeremy Rain will be there. Oh really? Yeah. And so and I know already. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, May fourth. No. May fourth oh, through 4th. the sixth. Okay. Yeah. Good. 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 And um, and also uh, this is a ton of people, but uh, Ron Jer- uh, Rod Perlman's going to be there. Oh, cool! That's awesome. And all the Cenobites: Simon Bamford, Nicholas Vince, Barbie Wild, and Doug Bradley. Ooh. Wow, they're already pretty loaded, and they still got months to go. 
Yeah, Clive Barker will be there. I mean, that's a huge guess. He doesn't. Oh yeah, too many conventions. Uh, Kane Hodder. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, Tobin Bell will be there. Jeez, wow. Saw films. So, yeah, just the less a loaded lineup already. Oh yeah. Six Jason actors in costume: Steve Dash, Ted White, Tom Morga, C.J. Graham, Kane Hodder, and Ken Kersinger. No kidding. That sounds pretty awesome, too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you guys can make it, that's going to be a big one. Oh, yeah. Oh, that sounds that sounds mad cool. Yeah. All right. Well, the only other I thing I wanted time. to add, Neil, no, was um, yeah. this weekend, a show that we, I think now you're all caught up on. So, uh, the return of uh, Ash versus Evil Dead. Oh, Sunday. really? Yeah. Huh. It's also the return, I believe, of um, uh, The Walking Dead. Oh, okay. Oh, good. So, some cool horror stuff for the weekend? Yeah. I saw people up in arms that Maggie's leaving the show. Oh, really? I guess they're saying this is her last, her last year. Oh. But uh, I have to say, I don't really care. I'm totally fine with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, I don't really her see her fake, uh, her fake uh, Southern accent. I'm totally fine. <laughs> yep, that's okay. <laughs> and uh, also, I forget one. one uh, forget this, Venus Devilo. Uh, well, uh, big thanks for our music of the month here. And without your head, I hope everyone is digging that. Oh yeah, yep. I had forgotten so about think- that as well. Because this this will be the last week, so uh, thank you uh, for doing for for being on here. I'll have to find one before next week here. Oh yeah, that brings us into a new month, huh? Yeah, yeah. I don't know who we'll have next week. I believe we'll have someone from Death House or Hell's Kitty or both. So uh, stay tuned. But uh, coming up, I did talk to them. We talked to them at the convention. They were extremely nice. And they were super cool to all their fans, uh, the Saska twins. And I talked to him oh, about, yeah. about, uh, yeah, I talked to him a bit about, uh, human centipede films. And one of them, uh, really dislikes part three. They both love one and two. One of them really dislikes three and the other one likes it. So it's, uh, I think maybe we'll have a nice, uh, uh, discussion on the show here about human centipede and also their new film rabbit. So, um, I'm not sure when that'll be, but uh, I've already talked to them. It's all set up, and they're going to come on the show when uh, right before Rabbit's released. Oh, that should be fun, man. Yeah, is Rabbit yeah. a remake of the old Rabbit yes. movie? Yes. God, I remember yeah. that at the drive-in a million years yeah. ago. Yeah, it's remakes, so uh, that'll be interesting because it's you know a cult classic. Yeah, I don't think it's a very good movie though, but. <laughs> Well, maybe you like the remake better. Yeah, it might be. It might be one of the few that. Uh, yeah. That happens sometimes, though. Yep. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, this is Nasty Neil. And this is Terrible Troy. And this is without your head. <laughs> <laughs> Sixth of the world of shadow. I'm through. 
Coward. 